Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, we thank you. We praise your holy name. We thank you for your incredible mercy, Father, because there is not a one of us that is worthy to be in your presence. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to redirect our path in whatever way is necessary, that we can be in complete and total harmony, full of your presence, full of the presence of our Lord Jesus, that each day that we go through, we grow a little bit closer, more and more close to you, intimate with you, Lord Jesus, in such a fashion or such a manner that we become Titus 1.15, to the pure, all things are pure. Lord, it is your righteousness that we seek, and we seek ye first the kingdom of God, and we want your righteousness to overtake us. We need your help with whatever little thing that are a part of our lives that need to be um, uh, gotten rid of. And we pray in Jesus' name that your anointing and your grace will continue to flood us, that you will fill us with a strength that is like that of Joshua, that we will not be dismayed and we will understand that you are by our side every step of the way, even though we are in a part of the end times right now which I believe may very well align. I may be wrong, but I'm just saying I believe, Father God, that it, it seems to align pretty closely to Daniel 7:25, And that seems to strongly indicate prophetically that we're in a time where the saints have been turned over and will be turned over even more so uh, to the ultimate, to the, to the beatings of the Antichrist. Let's just put it that way and su- summarize it. And Father, we need your help now more than ever before. I believe with all of my heart and father correct me if i am wrong uh but i believe with all of my heart father that we are in such a time that has never been experienced since before there was
was time and that there has never been a time on this earth, Lord, that um, uh, was worse in, in the manifestations of the demonic, was worse in the manifestation of the fallen angels, was worse in the manifestation of abominations that are occurring across the world and particularly in the West, was worse uh, than any other period of time that was on this earth, even including the times as in the days of Noah. Father God, we don't know. We weren't there. We didn't see it. We understand there were probably beings from a time long prior to uh, Adam and Eve that were present during the times of Noah, and the times could have been nothing but absolutely horrible and unbelievable to be even, even to see, let alone experience. But Father, we see these things happening. We see a version, we'll say, of these things happening around us for those of us who are awake and aware, and we are uh, believe that we are pretty much about as awake and aware as any of the br- our brothers and sisters are out in the world right now today on a global level. And we just, Father, it's a difficult walk. We ask you for an abundance of your grace, an abundance of your anointing, an abundance of your touch, an abundance of your strength to touch every one of our lives so that we are able to continue this race, to continue this journey, to continue drawing in closer, to, to continue our pursuit of intimacy with you, Lord Jesus, to sing you songs, to share with you all of our concerns, and to trust you with all of our heart that you will straighten our path and the things, the foibles, the issues that we have with our personality that do not align perfectly with your holy will, that you will help us pull us up out of the out of the uh, wells or the or, or the uh, potholes perhaps that we maybe have fallen into or, or perhaps uh, slipped down off the side of the narrow path in some cases and broken through the guardrail. Lord, we look for your hand to reach down and to straighten our walk, straighten our path, make it straight, that we are found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you. And it would be at no other place than the wedding supper. We cannot wait until that day is here. We are astonished, many of us, I am, and I know that many others are as well, that we are still here. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you will find us worthy to be part of the first fruits barley harvest, Father. Thank you. We praise your name. We thank you for elucidating us to the things that are happening around the world and helping us to stitch together as best as we know how, how they fit into the, the, uh, the layout of the end times timeline in the Holy Bible and, to, and help us to, be, the, to, to not only be ready ourselves, but also to pray evermore uh, for all of our fellow brothers and sisters, all of the lost peoples of the world, and use that power, that power of prayer as a ministry to serve you, Father, in these days when it is more critical, arguably, than probably any other time this earth has existed. And we thank you, Father, for this mission. We praise you and we pray that we are successful at completing our mission and that anything that stands in our way, any behavior, any uh, any part of our heart or how we think, in Jesus' name, Father, that we will overcome those things. We place all of our trust into your holy hands. In the name of Jesus, we consecrate ourselves into your holy hands, Lord Jesus, and we give you that trust. We praise you in advance because we know that you're going to bring us to the finish line, for we know the thoughts that you think about us, not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good to bring us to an expected end, and we know that that expected end is at that wedding supper because our Bible tells us so and we have that hope. We understand what the meaning of the parable of the workers of the vineyard is. We understand that there is no time limit uh, placed upon us except for upon the time that you come and that trumpet is heard by those who are about to be taken away from this evil earth. And we praise you, Father God, by uh, for, for the help that you would provide us, which we all need desperately in our walk, to continue to serve you to the best of our ability in the days that we have now 
and the days that we have ahead in the mighty name of Jesus and now through him who is able to keep us from stumbling our Lord Jesus Christ and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy in the throne room. Hallelujah. Who will ascend the holy hill? Praise you, Lord. And to you, Father God, who alone is wise, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you ready? All right. We have a wonderful show lined up. I had a long discussion, uh, chat back and forth, sharing information with Jolene last night. It was a tremendous blessing uh, between the two of us sharing notes and, and things. Now, she, you know, she didn't give away all, all of her uh, visions and dreams to me last night. We just shared timeline perception issues that uh, I have against uh, a lot of the things that she saw in her dreams and visions. And it was really cool. It was a really cool conversation. Uh, you know, and um, uh, you're, you're in for a real treat tonight. Praise God, because a lot of the things the Lord has shown her are very, very advanced compared to um, <laughs> an untold number of people that have been on the program with similar uh, types of experiences with the Lord. Praise God. So um, I really think you're going to be powerfully blessed by our guest, Jolene, tonight. Um, and uh, and uh, get ready, because you're, you will. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Now, also, we have some absolutely incredible other information that we're going to share with you tonight. 
providing that the time allows, because what I do not want to do is I do not want to cut Jolene short. So what I am planning on doing is giving her as much time as she would like to take uh, and, and then some, okay, to share everything, you know, to just empty it all out right on the program, because that's the focus of tonight's show. Now, that being said, there are, of course, gazillions of prophetic, unbelievable events, as always, occurring across the world. Uh, and uh, we will get to those. Uh, not all of them are time sensitive. At least we don't think so, because we don't really know when the next big event is going to be. Uh, we, we're all, um, I would say, deluged. Uh, our cup overflows with uh, endless um you know, warnings from the forces of darkness of what the next big event is going to be. And um, quite frankly, uh, you know, we, we don't know when. We don't, not only do we not know when, and we also cannot anticipate our Father. Okay, so there are, you know, he does listen to the prayers of the saints. He does relent. Okay, so if you're using the King James Bible, I'm not picking on any version. I like all the versions of the Bible. I like that anybody would read the Bible. I don't care what version they're reading. Uh, But um, one of the things you will discover is that the King James does not use the word relent. It doesn't differentiate between the word repent and relent. Uh, Now, the New King James does, in fact. uh, They are different words in Strong's, etc. And um, our Heavenly Father does relent relent, which means that he basically changes his mind. And then he also has several verses where he says, I will not relent. So the understanding of the word relent is exceedingly important when you are trying to understand that our Father does uh, change his mind in accordance with the prayers of the saints. He changes his mind in accordance with the dynamics of Satan. There is a little bit of back and forth that goes on there, although our Father is in control always, and he is in charge. At any time he wants to, if he feels like it, he can pull the, the uh, whiskers of, uh, uh, of the evil one and straighten them out and smack them around if he wants to. But, uh, you know, from what I see in the Holy Bible, our Heavenly Father, I think, is overly merciful, frankly, uh, to uh, Satan. Uh, even, the Michael, uh, even Michael the Archangel, when he took the body of Moses away from uh, Satan in the book of Jude, um, you know, said, the Lord rebuke you. Uh, I, I kind of wish that Michael would have brought out a sword and cut off a couple of pieces of that entities, whatever. But that's just me. Vengeance is God, saith the Lord. This is his movie. We're a part of that movie. We are blessed to be a part of that movie. And we thank you, Jesus, for every opportunity that we can be on our knees in prayer, praying always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man. Praise God. We also thank you, Father, for every single uh, um, people are calling them normies, uh, normal people, uh, just simply by, by you know, because they haven't really taken the whole red pill yet. And unfortunately, there's so many levels of red pills, there's different strengths. Okay, so if you were to use that as an analogy, uh, you, you would have, you know, the 100 milligram red pill, the 200 milligram red pill, the 300, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to a 1,000 milligram red pill. This show is probably about a 1,500 milligram red pill. All right, now, praise God for that, but it also comes with a knowledge burden that is associated with knowing how dark things actually are and how evil it actually is. And um, and that, that does carry with it a burden. Uh, but at the same time, we are commanded to watch. We, You know, Jesus said, watch ye, therefore. He said, watch and pray. Um, it's all over the New, you know, not all over, but in a, in a number of places in the New Testament. Uh, he is He's basically admonishing us. We're, we're told to be wise as serpents. Well, it's difficult to be wise as serpents when you're not paying attention to what the serpents are doing. And they are serpents. Um, they are fallen seraphim. They are shape-shifting 
being reptilians. Many of them are dracos, which are exceedingly powerful and over hierarchically in the satanic um, uh, uh, kingdom. Uh, they are second only to Satan himself, the Draco reptilians, and then just beneath them are the non-Draco reptilians. Uh, they do not have the horns. They do not have the tails. They do not have the wings. Okay, whatever that means. But they are a notch below and from a power, from a hierarchical power uh, structure, uh, just below the Draco reptilians. And then, interestingly, below, beneath the regular reptilians um, in, in, a, in the power uh, org chart uh, are the Greys. Now, um, and I know a lot of people talk about the Greys and they have all kinds of hypotheses about them being some sort of a strange, you know, robotic-like creature. There are a lot of different versions of those things, and I hate them all. And they're very sickening and twisted, and they do horrible things, and every word that comes out of their mouth telepathically is a lie. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. And there's, you know, thousands of other, you know, species of fallen angels and beings, and I'm not going to get into all of that. We did, we did a show called the Peterson Chronicles on Saturdays for the better part of about four years and covered um, all that stuff. Now, all that being said, uh, we're, you know, depending on how long our Heavenly Father leaves us here on this earth, we may see manifestations of a lot more of this stuff than we would rather. Um, quite personally, I don't, me, this is me, just me personally, I'm not a real big fan of reliving past traumas. Okay, there have been noteworthy, significant horrific traumas in my life at different times, mostly in the last 12 to 15 years. And, um, and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to relive them. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with the traumas that I went through when I was studying, uh, the things that everybody's talking about today. So when you got Jim, how's it go? Caravazal or something like that, uh, talking about adrenal chrome and all these radio shows and all this kind of stuff. And there's a rumor that he got sick on a plane coming up from, uh, Central America and everybody's worried cause he got, you know, hurried off to Atlanta to a medical facility, but then some other people were, were reporting that it's being over, it's being overblown, and that it was actually a dental emergency. I don't know what is true, so keep your uh, searching fingers on DuckDuckGo and see if you can keep your eyes and ears open, your eyes mostly in, uh, in the search windows, uh, to see if anything's going on with Jim, because Jim has is, is definitely pressing buttons that um, these entities of darkness do not like to have pressed. So if you want to be suicided, say the kinds of things that Jim's talking about. Get out there and talk about adrenal chrome. Get out there in front of everybody and explain to what, them what Hollywood does. Now, this program has been doing that now for an awful long time, and I had my mini nervous breakdown many years ago. It was probably around 2007 and 8 when I was deep diving with multiple books, multiple documentaries, uh, endless amount of information, um, and, and I... Uh, I learned all the things that they do. You know, I learned pretty much everything that they do with this, the satanic, you know, uh, ritual sacrifices. Uh, I understand, you know, all the things that they would do to people to induce the trauma, the, the extreme trauma that they would induce to cause the soul to split and cause multiple, cause that individual to have multiple personalities. Okay, but now they call it dissociative identity disorder. So it's SRIDID, but it, it, it's, it's beside the point. 
the person's uh, soul splits into multiple souls, and then they, they become what's known as soul rooms. Those soul rooms can then uh, have satanic uh, rituals performed on them, and they can inject walk-in demons of extreme power. In some cases, they can inject not just one, not just two, not just five or ten, but in fact, they can inject hundreds of them into each individual soul room, which is why St. S-R-A-D-I-D uh, victims such as Robert Vandreas Mitchell and Elena, et cetera. Elena's, uh, you know, uh, I believe she's a little bit older than Robert, uh, and, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, gone through her... Um I don't know what to call it. Uh, what happens is people that are victims, that are Illuminati family members, that are part of the original bloodline, like Robert Vandreas Mitchell, like Elena, etc., they are the ones that experience the most unbelievable things. They are the ones that are taken into the under, underwater, underground facilities where a lot of these giants and uh, otherworldly beings and fallen angelic creatures, Dalsy, the Hall of Horrors, the uh, unbelievable things that, 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 are, that are happening that most people th – these are the kinds of things that the Congress thinks they want to know about uh, by uh, breaking the Pentagon cone of silence, which will never happen. Uh, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we're able to find out about these things because, uh, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, uh, people like Robert have been saved uh, by Jesus and Elena as well, and they are able to share their testimonies. Uh, one of the things that's common with the SRADID victims, uh, satanic ritual abuse victims, that then they begin their satanic ritual abuse on these little these kids, these little children, and they 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 eat their, their they eat their own family members. So basically, Robert and Elena were both uh, for you know true bloodline Illuminati, uh, but they were sacrificial. So they were handed over to the Illuminati cult members to do with do with what they thou wilt, and uh, they were both uh, uh, horribly horribly. Um, uh, traumatized multiple times for, through multiple extremely sick and twisted methods to inject uh, powerful demons and create multiple soul rooms, which is why, um, uh, it, you know, ministries like, uh, you know, um, uh, like bride ministries, etc., uh, spend in some cases years and years working to clean out all the demons because it, it's just a long drawn out process. I'm not going to get into the process, but basically they got it. They got to deal with each individual personality one by one. And it, it takes a long time, folks, because they have to repent for the sins that they committed while they were being sodomized and all this other stuff and it's just it's it's just an awful situation and and that and then at that point once that occurs and they're able to clean out and get repentance for all of the stuff that happened in that particular individual soul room that altar okay then they are able to extricate the demons that are that were put in there uh satanically but they have to do that for, in some cases, not just two or three or four demons, but they have to do that for hundreds of demons in some cases, and it can take a really long time, a lot of sessions and a lot of visits, which is why Robert a lot of times will explain, you know, he'll sound almost like he's a little bit, in, uh, not, you know, he talks about, you know, his altars. He talks about, you know, because he's not one 
hundred and plus percent delivered yet. He is still uh, working with Danny Duvall on a regular basis to get fully cleaned out. Now, Elena is uh, almost, if not, I think, 100 percent cleaned out at this point. Praise God. Uh, And she is, you know, what happens is once they hit the age of approximately 35, the people that are satanically ritually abused, when they hit the age of approximately 35, their memory, they no longer are easy you know, uh, easily mind controlled. Okay, at that point, the programming, the satanic programming begins to break down, and the individual starts to remember. They have like these flashbacks, and they start to remember things that happened to them. And then if they're under, you know, deliverance treatment, um, that really accelerates their ability to remember different things uh, as they're being cleaned out of demons uh, over time. And then uh, we, radio shows like this, are very blessed because, praise God, uh, due to uh, visits from Danny Duvall himself, uh, also Douglas Riggs, who has passed on on a court, you know, because of COVID, which makes me very not happy, uh, and, uh, and, and such. You know, we've had multiple, many, many guests uh, that were experts in that area of deliverance. We learned a lot on this program about how all that kind of stuff works. And then, of course, now that we're blessed to have Robert, you know, tell us things like Pence's reptilian, that he saw him shapeshift and uh, participate in blood sacrifice, human sacrifice ceremonies, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. When you have that kind of insider information, Praise God. It gives us a one-upsmanship on, you know, those who do not have those connections, that those who, who do not know people that are a part of the Illuminati bloodline families that are not do not know people that are past victims of that. And so, of course, they would not be aware of these things. And praise Jesus, we are. So I praise God. I pray for Robert all the time. I pray that you pray for him or at least remember him on occasion in your prayers. Also, Elena needs a lot of prayers. She, you know, she's gone through a lot of things. Let me tell you something. I'm praying for her constantly as well. I'm praying for every single listener of this radio show, past, present, and future. Each one of you who so much as mentions me by name, I, as I have promised, I lift you up and I pray in Jesus' name for a tenfold blessing and anointing and divine protection of angels upon you and your family on a regular basis. I treat this very seriously. I know that prayer is one of the most powerful ministries. Our Father depends upon it, and it is our obligation indeed. The uh, Scripture as well as uh, just out of love for our father and our fellow brothers and sisters and the unsaved, okay, to uh, use that power of prayer in the mighty name of Jesus to do as much wonderful works on behalf of the kingdom of God that we possibly can do while we're trapped in this crummy, evil, alien, demon-infested rock. You know, I used to say that before, but now I say it with a whole new perspective on things because been there done that praise you jesus thank you father so you know there's you know the, the you know the testimonies of people that have been through traumas and things and all kinds of awful stuff one of the things that always comes out of it is the victim is changed and i praise god that i was changed uh you know i uh i i didn't like going through the things that i went through when i went through them 
But now that I look back on them, I have a completely different perspective on how the kingdom operates, why God will allow bad things to happen to us, how it qualifies us to be able to testify on things that other people cannot because they, they're, it's not experiential. They might have read something in a book or heard a testimony somewhere, but they really, really, truly do not relate to it. Okay, so, um, uh, you know, it's just okay. It's okay. You know, if I had to go through those things to give me a new perspective, to humble me up a little bit, which I'm, I always need that. Thank you, Jesus, which was why Paul uh, had to have his thorn in the flesh moment. As a matter of fact, I carry that scripture around in my pocket all the time. Uh, let me see here. Second uh, Corinthians 12:10. Paul says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. And our father told him after he went to, to and went to him fervently and said, get these demons off my back, please. Um, our father said, my grace is sufficient for you. Well, if it's sufficient enough for Paul, it's sufficient enough for all of us. And we should be praying our eyes out and crying our eyes out and beseeching our father with all of our heart that he will anoint us with an abundance of his grace like never before, because we are living in times like Never before. Praise God. Kids, are you ready? Yeah! Hallelujah. All right, kids. Why do chickens sit on eggs? Why do chickens sit on eggs? Because they don't have chairs. <laughs> you know, where else are they going to sit? Kids, come on. That's not too bad. I know. I know. Well, you're very kind. I appreciate you, kids. All right, kids, how about this one? How long should a giraffe's legs be? Long enough to reach the ground. <laughs> Pretty silly. Praise God, kids. All right, and kids, what's the hardest part of skydiving? The ground. <laughs> Hopefully you hit it with your parachute open, right, kids? Uh, unlike Brother Jonathan Cleck, who bounced and survived, which is extremely rare, by the way. All right. I'm going to tell you some things here that the Lord has uh, led me to that are very, very powerful. Uh, I am praying and hoping and will continue to pray that some of the people that are taking these things will be blessed by taking these things and will be completely healed. Um, uh, so I'm not going to get into a whole preaching session on how God works with divine healing. And believe me, folks, I could go on for an hour, probably two hours on that. I could read you excerpts from books, from experts and scripture after scripture, but I'm not going to go there. I have too much to share tonight, and I want to give Sister um, Jolene as much time as possible, but still get through as much of the news as I possibly can. Now then, for those of you who, and we received an awful lot of emails from people who were interested in the hydrogen peroxide uh, detox methodology, H2O2 detox. I got so many emails from that. I mean, it was unbelievable. Now, that means that people are very interested in highly effective detoxes. That's great. Uh, and I still do offer, uh, you know, my papers, my white paper on, on how to do it and where to buy the good quality 35% uh, food grade and some of the cautions in handling it. 
because it can burn your skin pretty bad and turn it white. And it, it, it recovers, but, you know, it's just a very unpleasant thing. But once you learn how to do the detox and you do it correctly in increments, you know, one drop, two drops, three drops, four drops, et cetera, I'm on my second round. Okay, uh, I, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, uh, I went all the way up to 10 drops three times a day, three, you know, and um, uh, now I'm on my second round of H2O2 detox, and I am at um, seven drops three times a day. All right, so tomorrow I go to eight drops three times a day. All right, praise God. I might go all the way to 15 this time, I'm thinking. All right, now, I'm going to share with you some things that are, well, revolutionary and absolutely mind-bending and amazing. We all know, what do we know about people like Dr. Fauci? What do we know about the satanic evil uh, pharmaceutical industry? What do we know about Pfizer and the fact that they said brought to you by Pfizer during the Grammy Awards when they were doing a satanic ritual sacrifice with bloody babies uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, as part of their costumes. I mean, it was one of the most sickest, most twisted, most, uh, I mean, uh, anyway, I, I, you know, brought to you by Pfizer. I mean, even Tucker Carlson was laughing and it's like, you know, about how satanic it was and brought to, you know, and all that. Satanism brought to you by Pfizer. So anyway, we, we, we are aware of what we are dealing with. We are little by little continuing to become wiser and wiser and wiser as serpents, as these shape-shifting reptilians, which is a really good thing because it empowers our ability to pray much more effectively. Hallelujah. Now, we know that we know, anybody who pays attention and does a little bit of homework, reads things, follows along, whatever the case is, depending on whether or not you're at the 100-milligram red pill, the 300-milligram red pill, you know, the... Which milligram red pill are you at? Now, if you're over a thousand milligrams, like this show is, then you get it already. If you're not at a thousand milligram of a red pill, as this show is, then you maybe not get it. Maybe you don't, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. We're this program is happy to bring somebody up to a thousand milligrams on the red pill if the, if that's the journey that you wish to take. I believe that it gives you a fantastic one-upsmanship on the devil. I believe that it gives you supernatural powers in the way that you the way the way the way that you pray the tactics that you use. Okay, uh, and you learn things. And when you I, I'm not going to get into all that. I cover it on the prayer vigil pretty regularly. I have to you know uh, spend a little bit more time going over some of these things a second time because people move, they come and they go and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to share with you some amazing stuff. Those of us who have, you know, gotten up to the 800 milligram of the red pills or say 900, maybe a thousand milligram of the red pills, we know that the pharmaceutical industry is extremely satanic and that especially at this time, uh, along with the help of some other extremely dark uh, shapeshifters that are in- injected all over the global governments, all over, all over the global governments, I'm telling you folks, it is far whatever you think it is it's at least a hundred times worse than that the movie they live from the 1980s was highly prophetic in fact i'm just oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh so so prophetic so anyway i'm going to share with you we know that these entities hide uh cures you know cures uh that are well known they also hide alternative energies so there's been people that have created, they've learned how to create engines that would extract the, high, the extra hydrogen particle from water, uh, you know, and, and basically they can drive automobiles. They can, you know, energy free. There's no energy losses and stuff. And of course, this breaks the laws of physics because we don't understand what we ought to 
understand because it's been hidden from us by the forces of darkness, by Lucifer's army on this world. Okay, now we also know that they hide cures for very bad, deadly diseases from us because they want to kill us. And by the way, they do want to see us suffer. I assure you they do. The more we suffer, the more pain and agony we're in, the more we lose our hair during cancer treatment, the more chemo we got to go through. They absolutely adore it because they hate our guts on a level that there is no human on this earth, I assure you, that understands how much they hate us. It is a hatred. This is the reason why people go into denial. This is the reason why you can't communicate with so many people. People be like, oh, that could never happen. Oh, there's no way that would. It couldn't possibly be. God wouldn't allow that. The problem is we don't understand. We truly don't. And we can't comprehend that level of hate. We can't. But they do. It is unbelievable hatred. The reason why they have been murdering babies, you know, even to you know thousands and thousands, of, all the way back to the ancient Sumerians, uh, you know, uh, sacri- blood sacrifices uh, to Molech and you know throwing babies in fire, is because a baby is the closest and most innocent thing to God and God's image, and they hate our heavenly Father's guts. They hate him. And because we are in his image and part of the Adamic bloodline and have the spirit of God, Genesis 2, 7, breathed into our nostrils and a spark of light coming from the spirit of God at the point of conception, which, by the way, they have recently filmed on um, – they put uh, in, in, in uh, cameras into women and they – filmed a zygote being uh, um, fertilized, and at the nanosecond, at the split second that the the zygote was fertilized, they were actually able to film a a blast of light. I can't explain it. It was like an aura of light, a flash of light at the point of conception. Boom! And that's the entry of the Spirit of God into that baby that is part of the Adamic bloodline that receives the Spirit of God at birth. Okay, now, anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. Right now, because of the pandemic, there are gazillion – I use the term gazillion when I really have no idea. It's an untold number, and I can't even possibly imagine. I can't quantify it, but I suspect it's probably many tens, if not hundreds of times more than I know about. But there are gazillions, untold numbers of doctors now that are post-pandemic doctors that have learned the evil that is associated with the medical profession, et cetera, et cetera. So many of them have gone holistic. Many of them have gotten – they've gotten wise. They've gotten very wise. They've caught on to how this Pfizer and all the – and the evil that they've been putting into the vaccines. They realize that they got played a fool. So what's happening now is many of these doctors are now taking – sicknesses, um, when people are, uh, when they die of whatever multiple sclerosis or they die of cancer, whatever the case is, they're taking the cells of the person's body during the autopsies and they're putting them under what's known as extreme magnification. Now, you have to understand that 20, 30 years ago, the only way that they could do extreme magnification was through electron microscopes. And unfortunately, an electron microscope would kill everything first and then they would be able to zoom in on it. 
That is no longer the case. We now have microscopes that doctors can get a hold of that are able to, you know, zoom in uh, to magnifications that are tantamount to the electron microscopes, but they don't do it using the same technologies, and, the, and anything that's alive stays alive so they can actually see it moving around and doing its thing. What they have discovered, which we shouldn't be awfully surprised about, but it is pretty shocking and it makes me very upset, almost as upset as COVID and all that, um, uh, is that they have discovered that virtually every type of cancer is caused by a parasite. They have even there's even an article that I have, uh, and I don't have time to get into all the details. But if you write me at jbaptist777 at gmail.com, I will send you the article if you would like. It's a very well written article. They have they said I wonder if multiple sclerosis. You know, can these creepy little parasites that they're discovering these live little cell, one cell organism creatures? Obviously, satanic of some type. Satanism, you know, satanic of some type. Evil creatures are. Can they cause things like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, and other types of diseases? And what they did was they took some people, and you know, they had died from such, and they put their uh, uh, neurological cells and their brain cells underneath this magnification. And lo and behold, what did they find? More parasites. Which explains why ivermectin was an absolute cure beyond any shadow of a doubt for, and by the way, hydroxychloroquine is another. Okay, but there are more, and I'm going to tell you about them. Okay? And you can still get ivermectin out there if you're, you know, duckduckgo.com and search on, you know, buy ivermectin online. But let me tell you something, this stuff ain't cheap. The stuff that I'm going to share with you tonight is much easier to get a hold of than ivermectin, but it's not inexpensive either. But I'm going to play for you information and share with you information that is absolutely mind-bending. I have a regular listener of the radio show. I met her. Her name is Linda. I'm not going to say her last name, Linda, and her husband when I was on a trip out to Phoenix. They're wonderful, and their son, David, has multiple sclerosis. So after finding out about all this stuff, I said, Linda, if there was an easy-to-get-a-hold-of, uh, you know, herbal supplement that was an antiparasitical, you know, like ivermectin, and you could easily go out and buy it, would David take it to see if it gets rid of his multiple sclerosis? A few moments, you know, a couple of minutes, about eight, eight to ten minutes went by, and she text messaged me back, and she said, oh, yes, he absolutely will. He'll take it, absolutely. He's very excited. And, and I said, okay, well, I don't know for sure. None of us know for sure, but I, I gave her the information, and she said that they bought multiple bottles. She got some for herself. She got a couple of bottles for her son, David. He is going to start taking them, and we are going to find out if it kills the parasites that are causing his multiple sclerosis, which will save his life. And I'm going to be continuing to pray for him on top of it. Praise God. Now, also, just so you know, if you want to do a one-time parasite cleanse in your body, here is a recipe for it. Okay, this is right out of the Orient. Okay, you take a cup of water, you put it on, into a, 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 some type of a container on the stove. You're going to heat it up. You put a cup of water on the stove. You add several full-size cloves, cloves to it. So you grab about five of them out of there, the full-size ones, and you toss it into the water. You take um, uh, garlic, you know, the, the big pieces of garlic. You, you peel them back, and you take three chunks of the garlic, the full-size. You don't have to crush it, uh, and throw them into the water. You take some fresh ginger and you eat yourself a cheese grater and you grate about a quarter of a cup of ginger into that water. 
So it's ginger, garlic, and cloves in a cup of water. You bring it to – you don't have to boil it. It's not a full boil. You just heat it up for a little while and let it sit on the stove and soak a little bit. And then you, you strain it out into a cup. You put it in the refrigerator for about an hour. It will cool down, and then you drink it. Watch out because it's going to burn your throat. But that's going to kill any of the parasites that are in your digestive system. All right, now we're going to move on. Now, the article, again, uh, is titled, and it's out there. You can find it. It says, Parasites, and this is the title of the article, so you can search DuckDuckGo for it. Parasites in Multiple Sclerosis. What is the connection? And they have spotted these parasites, et cetera, et cetera, and they're claiming that that is the case, and so are a lot of people. Now, the next thing I'm going to share with you is a doctor. I am trying to look right now to see if this particular – I think the, no, maybe this person is is not a doctor, uh, but the person says you'll need broad spectrum or multi-anti-parasite cleanse. Oh, yeah, check out Dr. Lee Merritt for treatment and dosages, but let's go ahead and listen to what this particular individual has to say about his experience, and we'll double-click on this and bring it up. And again, you know, with whatever time we have left, we will play. Down on chemotherapy, I have the chemical makeup of chemotherapy. They gave it to me because I'm not a chemist. I don't know what this chemical breakdown is. So I went to a compounding pharmacy knowing that they had a chemist in staff. And the man looked at it, and he looked at me and frowned and said, uh, well, this is part of the war division, the chemical department of the armed forces. I said, really? He said, yes. Well, it's right here in Missouri as well. <laughs> Why don't you just go over there and ask them if this is what I think it is, mustard gas. ended up with a small ad, and it read, My name is Wayne Rowland. I'm just like you. I have heard that there's a cure for disease that's been suppressed. I have cancer. I'm not going to accept the modality of the day. I need to know if there's going to be, if there's a cure that's suppressed out there, and I offer a $10,000 reward. But one man called me one man and he impressed me and he said well he said there's not one cure for cancer that's been suppressed there's been five which one do you want to know about I said whatever one works he sent me to somebody that had an original rifle unit and I used it three months later the cancer was gone so was my arthritis John Sajaka showed me that I wasn't using the hertz rates to get rid of cancer at all. And that upset me, because I paid good money for this. Now, and, the, and why did the cancer leave? And I looked at the hertz rates that I was using, and lo and behold, there were hertz rates to get rid of worms and parasites. It turned out that the lead poisoning was giving a bed for parasites to breed in furiously, and it was their waste that had given me cancer. I was absolutely in shock. And the more research I did and the further I got into this, the more I found out that pretty much all disease is caused by worms and parasites. All right. Okay, so there you got one of gazillions of confirmations. Now, here is another one from another source. Uh, this is Dr. Lee Merritt, and let's go ahead and double-click on this, and maybe we'll listen to the whole thing. Maybe we won't to save time. Because another dirty little secret that's come out in all this is that, that we've been ignoring the in, 
the issue of parasites and cancer. The, I, the NIH is not because they've got a million studies on ivermectin and cancer. But doctors all over the world now are showing videos, and there was a German uh, research project years ago in the 90s, I think, showing cancer was parasites, intracellular parasites. Right. If you look at, the, if you look at um, a cancer um, met, metastasis like, or, or an, an uh, adenocarcinoma of the bowel, for example, or, or breast cancer under the light microscope, it's almost in, it's essentially indistinguishable from these parasite egg sacs. Now, Brian Artis, who's a chiropractor but is very interested and very good researcher on this stuff, he said he, he has a friend who's a 40-year Egyptian parasitologist. And he asked him, and he pointed this out to him. He said, hey, you know, I've been looking at this, this cancer and versus the parasite egg sacs, and they look identical under the microscope. And this guy got real wide-eyed and said, in 40 years in parasitology, not one oncologist has told me, has made that association, but we talk about it all the time in parasitology circles. I translate as saying they know that cancer is parasites. They're not speaking because they don't want to lose their funding. Okay, and we know how that all works. So then I got this testimony of this guy who's like talking to somebody over at a pharmacy. I can't tell what kind of pharmacy it is, but I can see the uh, parts of the store in the background. And uh, this is just like a regular guy off the street. Let's listen to what he says. Uh, so do you mind to tell me your name and uh, like uh, you do have a, you do have a cancer people, right? Yes. So can you tell me the story, please? My name is Ernest Best, and I was diagnosed with stage 4 highly aggressive plasmatoid carcinoma cancer, and I was told I had six months to live, and there was nothing they could do for me. Chemo, radiation, no kind of treatments. They told me to go home and die, and so I quit my job and came home, and I'd done some research into cancer and found a story about Joe Tipton from Edmond, Oklahoma, who the veterinarians had told him about the dog dewormer with the drug fenbenzidol in it that had killed his cancer. He's still alive today, five years later. And so I watched his, watched his videos and stuff. I started doing more research. I went to the to Tractor Supply and bought $250 worth of Safeguard dog dewormer, and I started taking it. I went and had PET scans, CAT scans, MRIs, and exploratory procedures up into my bladder. The tumor died. I passed the tumor out. And I'm totally cancer-free today because of the drug fenbenzidol. Okay, that's the dog medicine. That's the medicine that's in the dog in the dog dewormer. Okay. It's called fenbenzidol. F-E-N-B-E-N-D-O-Z-A-L-O-L-E. Okay, so we can buy this medicine online. You can buy the pills from Amazon. Okay. You can get 444 milligram pills. You can get 90 of them for $109. Okay, so we have to eat how Take one in the morning uh-huh. and one at night. Okay, one in the morning and one in the night, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I started in the dog, the dog dewormer. I started, I've done two a day, one package in the morning, one package at night. I went to OU Cancer Center mm-hmm. and they done cat, four CAT scans. They didn't see no cancer. So how, how the doctor said after that? They said, I, I don't know how to explain it. All right. So anyway, there's a testimony of a fellow. So again, um, you can go to this website. Let's see if I have it right here. Prophecy Drive. Yeah, here we go. So there's a website out there and it's called Fendashop.com. Again, it's F-E-N-D-A-S-H-O-P. F-E-N, like the fender of a car, Fend, uh, Shop, S-H-O-P, dot com.
And right there they have the 444 milligram fenbendazole. Fen, F-E-N-B-E-N-D-A-Z-O-L-E. 444 milligram tablets. 120 capsules in the bottle. The bottle cost $99. I personally bought two. Um, I, I recommended two also for uh, David who has the multiple, the MS. Okay, so we're going to see what happens. Praise God. And we're gonna, I'm going to pray for him every day like I do anyway. All right, praise God. Also, if you're interested, you can get Dr. Bo, D-R.B-O is the brand name, and it's called Para Detox for a parasite detox, and you can take two pills of that every single morning. I would use that as a maintenance type of a detox, but I'm really into detoxing now. Now, um, uh, also, uh, you're going to get a kick out of this. Everybody got uh, electrified and excited about the H2O2 detox, the hydrogen peroxide food grade detox. So I got like, I don't even know how many people asked for it, and I'm doing it again. But I'm going to play this for you. This this is a testimony of a, uh, I don't even know who this guy is, and it doesn't matter, but I, I want you to hear, there, there's information that's out there that I could get, but I'm not, I didn't want to take the time. But anyway, here we go. Let's open this up. Listen to this guy's testimony. It's going to blow you away. Cancer is epidemic today. Yes. Uh, you said breast cancer is curable. Yes. Leukemia. Yes. Prostate cancer. Yes. Brain tumors. I've witnessed dozens and dozens of people cure themselves. So I have a, I, if I have a friend who says, I have been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I've had a few hundred people come to me this year. Uh, they're all cured. Warburg won the Nobel Prize for proving that the cause was anaerobism, lack of oxygen. Cause of cancer. Yes, more oxygen, which means that we can ward off disease. Otto Warburg won, and he, he won two Nobel Prizes for determining that the cause of cancer was anaerobism or lack of oxygen. And uh, he cured thousands and thousands of people and documented in scientific research journals by raising the red cell blood count and the people took in more oxygen and he terminated cancer. Okay, so basically, um, oh, for crying out loud, let me kill this before it sits there and blows my ears out with a stupid TikTok sound effect. But anyway, praise Jesus. So anyway, uh, in this particular testimony of this doctor uh, that has had so many successes curing cancer, it says, Hydrogen peroxide is the cure for cancer. So what's interesting, and I've known about this, by the way, because I have the book, The Miracle of Hydrogen Peroxide. I bought it years and years ago. It has three medical doctors, uh, two that uh, are uh, in the preface, and then um, one that was the primary author. So I have known that hydrogen peroxide, H2O2, does cure cancer. Okay, so um, now they're saying that it's the absence of oxygen that makes a breeding ground for cancer. However, you got to understand, this is a very, very dated uh, audio snippet. So we're talking about going back long before they had the magnification on the microscopes to be able to see the actual parasites. Okay, so um, it's more than meets the eye, but nevertheless, interesting that the hydrogen peroxide uh, uh, detox is known to cure cancer. Now then, I am going to share with you, um, now I don't know if we're going to roll these things forward, but um, boy, we have an awful lot. Uh, there's a compilation of the J6 committee fraud uh, stuff that is absolutely incredible, and I'm hoping to be able to play it for you. We'll see. I, like I said, I do not want to hinder Jolene. I want her to be able to share everything. 
tonight because we can all, like I said, we can always roll these headlines and these audio bites to the next radio show without a problem. All right. So um, also China is getting pounded with judgments. I'm just touching upon some of these powerful explosions uh, blew up one of the largest grain depots in the world in Turkey. Boy, that is talk about, you know, starting World War Three. Let me tell you something, folks. Um, also, Alex Jones and more people are reporting on the fact that they are currently through ticks. Uh, you know, our Gates uh, reptilian entity uh, is injecting stuff, evil stuff into ticks. People are getting bit by the ticks and then they, they develop a, a, uh, an allergy to meat. Um, but I want you to hear that uh, testimony as well. Also, uh, there's a testimony of a utility worker who is explaining and has evidence and documented contract information that they are putting graphene oxide into our water supply alongside of fluoride. Isn't that just lovely? Um, also, a report on a seven-foot armored alien attacking Peruvian villagers, and that's a big daggone deal. Uh, we, uh, Many of us probably know about the massive fire in Maui, which is absolutely horrible. Another massive fire outside of Austin. Um, I've just got a ton of stuff I want to share with you. There's a humongous buildup of uh, Russian Federation, uh, uh, you know, military vehicles, uh, and they're heading in. They're heading in for the kill. So uh, it appears to me, I don't know, but it appears to me that Russia is shifting from this is a, you know, a special operation to they're going to a war, war footing now. They're fed up. They're fed up. So it's about to become a game over in the Ukraine pretty quick. Okay, um, uh, there was a Russian – there's just so much here to report. I have so much to report. The ECOWAS uh, t- uh, countries are getting ready to gang up uh, with a, you know, against Niger. Um, there's another COVID strain that has been released. There's articles all over Politico. They're also putting together a new vaccine. This is from the American Military News uh, for what they call Disease X. So they don't even care what it is. Is. They're just creating a new poison to inject into our bodies. They really do not care because they already know that it's just it's all part of a bioweapon. And they realize that the vast majority of the people that live on this earth sadly do not have the intellectual capacity to be able to think their way out of a wet paper bag. And that means that they have billions of victims. Um, tons and tons and tons of more information, folks, that I, that I would like to be able to share with you. Uh, and we can roll forward. Um, the April 8th, 2024 eclipse with the big X over the United States marks the spot where the Civil War is to break out, according to the visions and dreams of Dimitri Dudeman. There's a ton of stuff uh, that uh, we can roll forward. But for now, I want to give uh, Sister Jolene Latif, uh, hopefully I pronounced her last name properly. At least if she was from France, I would know that I did. Um, But a lot of times when people have French last names, uh, they uh, change the pronunciation when they go to, you know, as their families, you know, move around. My family did. Okay. I always joke around and, you know, if you go into Pennsylvania and you open up, now they don't have these anymore. I don't think they do anyway. But if you, there was a time, and I I joke you not, uh, when you could be, you know, hey, I'm visiting Pennsylvania, whoop de doo and Wahoo and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to Hershey and to see all the chocolate getting made. And, um, uh, you know, and there was a time back when they would give the white pages for free at your front door where you could open up the white pages of, of the, you know, Pennsylvania. And you would, and I used 
you know, you could open it up to sites as, you know, S-E-I-T, you know, whatever, Z or whatever. And there was gazillions and gazillions of pages of sites. Okay. Now I have an, uh, a, a, another part of my name, which has several more syllables added on to that. And I, and I would jokingly tell people, Hey, all the people that, all of my relatives that went in from Germany through Ellis Island, they, they were the smart ones. They were the intelligent ones. And they dropped the extra several cylinder s- syllables of the last name off and they all became sites. Okay. They, they were the smart ones. Okay. Cause they didn't have to sit there, uh, you know, explaining to somebody phonetically how to spell your name an untold number of times. You know, every single person I call on the phone for whatever reason it is, if it's a doctor's office, I'm trying to make an appointment, whatever, if I'm trying to get my car fixed, uh, can you please spell that for me? Sure. And then the next 20 minutes I'm sitting there going, Sierra, Echo, India, Django, praise God. So it's enough to drive you up a wall, but um, hopefully I got the, the pronunciation for Jolene's last name right, and I want to bring her on live now. This is going to be a powerful testimony. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here I'm having go. trouble hearing. Oh. Can you say that again? Uh, don't you just love the echo? I don't. Praise God. Sister Jolene, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound excellent. You... Oh, that's great. Thank I you. was worried about that. Yeah, Thank and I wanted so – uh, I needed – oh, amen. And we will have a little bit of a delay. I forgot to mention that last night when we were chatting about stuff. Um, there is an inherent delay. It's about, I don't know, two seconds or something like that between when I talk and you hear me and between when you talk – and I hear you. So what happens is we will, not intentionally, but we will accidentally talk over one another. It's just a blog talk radio anomaly. So I did want to let you that know, know about that. And also, I let the listeners of the radio show in the first part, um, I let them know that I wanted to give you all the time in the world, all the time that we have to share every detail of everything that the Lord has shown you. Um, so feel free to run out the clock if you want to tonight and share every little thing. Okay. You don't have, there's no cutoff point. You don't have to worry about this, that, or the other thing. Just, you know, we have from, you know, if you wanted to, you could go for two full hours starting right about now. Okay. Um, now if you don't have that many, you know, that much stuff to share, please don't be bashful. Just you know, say, okay, Johnny, well, that, that, that about wraps it up. That's what the Lord has shown me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then we'll, you know, maybe you can close with a prayer for us tonight on the program. And, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take it, you know, because we'll just kind of play it by ear as the Holy Spirit leads. But anyway, on that note, I'm going to grab my virtual folding chair. And I'm going to go ahead and you know, shimmy my way back to the end, to the back of the stage, our virtual stage, and I'm handing the microphone over to you so you can take it, take it from here and share from your heart without interruption, um, you know, unless you ask me questions or whatever, or you say something that blows my mind so bad I can't contain myself. But, but as a general rule, I want to go ahead and make sure that you have all the time that you need to share everything that the Lord shared with you unhindered. All right, praise God. Does that sound good? Amen, brother. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. Take it away. 
All right. Um, good morning. I'm sorry. Good evening, my brothers and my sisters. Um, I want to first and foremost thank the Most High, Holy Heavenly Father, Yahuwah El Shaddai, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, for opening this door for me to be able to share the visions and some of the dreams the Lord Jesus Christ gave me through Brother Johnny Baptist blog post radio show here tonight. I thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. I render up all of the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit for this loving kindness and mercy and showing me these prophetic, precious visions and dreams for the purpose of giving them to all of you. So here is a basic rundown, my brothers and sisters, um, a basic rundown real quick of what I'm going to be sharing with you all tonight, Lord willing. I was shown a nuclear bomb is set off on America. I'll give you the details. I was shown a worldwide massive epic earthquake. I was also shown the rapture, or one of them rather. I was shown the three days of darkness. I was also shown demons. Um, They look like aliens, but they're demons. And they look exactly like the stereotypical aliens we've been programmed, conditioned to think to be aliens, extraterrestrial beings. They're really demons. I've shown this. This happens during the three days of darkness. So I'm going to talk about that. That's one of the visions. Um, The last thing I was shown um, is truly so shocking that um, I do believe it is the reason for why all of the substantial governments of the face of the earth is and has been investing heavily in dumbs, deep underground military bunkers, the sizes of many cities. Um, I I was shown an asteroid, and it's on its way. That's what I was shown. Um, of course, I will elaborate and give as many details as possible and answer as many questions as possible for the time that I have. Um, for what I can foresee, you may personally want to know. I'll do my best, but I like to say that I am not perfect. Um, I'm probably going to mess up, you know, and, and forget something. Um, please, Lord Jesus, give me the strength and the recollection and the eloquency of words to do a good job for your glory, Lord, because I'm hoping to bring unbelievers into repentance and salvation. Once they start seeing these things come to pass, that they fall on their faces and worship you, Lord, recognize you, and that the holy word of God is, in fact, absolute, undeniable truth. Um, First thing I'd like to establish is why you should listen to what I have to say in the first place, Um, my precious brothers and sisters. Um, Because I'm really no one. I'm not an important person. Um, Most people um, ask me questions like, um, have you ever prophesied anything that has come true, Jolene? And uh, I tell them, oh, yes. And um, it is the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ that gives me these visions and dreams. Uh, None of these are of myself. Um, I prophesied the January 6th event, by the way. That's on my channel, my YouTube channel. It's called... Witness for Yeshua Mashiach. Um, I was given the dream, the prophetic dream of the January 6th event that took place. I was given that on November 7th of 2020. I posted that on my Facebook publicly, of course. And um, and then it took place, and I realized, oh, it was fulfilled. Okay. Then I did the video, uploaded it on my YouTube January 20th, where I showed the post I had on Facebook that I made um, about the event. And um, I've prophesied 
um, even the COVID-19. Um, the Lord, he gave me a dream about this virus, and um, it would be a worldwide, it would be spread via the money, and um, it would kill people, that it was being designed specifically to latch onto money and live long enough to be effective for hand-to-hand contact, and that it would go worldwide, and it would kill a lot of people. And um, I did have that dream, um, July 27th of 2018, and I did not make the video on it. I was terrified. Um, reporting a bioterrorist attack before it happens is not a good idea, um, especially because I was married to a Muslim. I was with him for 13 years, and so I was terrified to come up with my face and telling people that we're going to be attacked um, with a virus, basically. Um, but, but the Holy Spirit started getting on me, really, I felt it, like the conviction in me, the fire in my bones, that I had to hurry up and make that video, so, um, November 7th, um, I went ahead, made the video talking about this dream the Lord gave me back in 2018 on that virus, and, um, I was still afraid, I didn't even upload it till December 23rd of 2019, I was waiting for three confirmations from the Lord. Hey, you really want me to share this, you know? And he gave me three. And then I went ahead and finally pressed to make it public on YouTube, on my channel. Um, so there's another, I'll just give me three examples here. Another time when the Lord showed me um, someone making videos about me or a video about me on YouTube using my face, my name, the prophecies the Lord gave me to teach lies a false prophet using me to teach his lies. And I prophesied this publicly. I did, um, and my subscribers, I mean, immediately um, let me know because three days later, it came true. It was fulfilled three days later. Um, this fella did die um, from the COVID, by the way. Um, but who have been with me on my channel have been listening carefully um, when sort these things started coming true. Like I said, none of these dreams or visions are of myself. Um, this is from the Holy Spirit. And I gain nothing from anyone uh, viewing my videos. Um, I'm not monetized. Um, as soon as I became a Christian, they threw me to the island of misfits, you know. Um, and so I became demonetized. And so I gain nothing except for the hope that all who see my videos may come to the repentance and salvation promised in Jesus, the true Messiah. So when I refer you to my channel, it is to provide, to provide proof of what I'm saying here this evening, okay? Okay, so um, I've made these videos on my channel. If you want to go see them and get all the details regarding um, prophecies, there's multiple prophecies the Lord showed me that I've, I've spoken of and made videos about. Various things have come true, and much more is coming. So um, regarding the video on the virus, I did release that December 23rd. The very first outbreak that was reported, um, even before they knew what it was, happened later. It happened um, December 31st at 11.59 p.m., right before midnight, January 1st. And I had done uploaded my video um, December 23rd, so a week before, just in time. Holy Spirit was getting on me hard. Okay, so um, let's see. Um, yeah. All right. Um, 
I did make some notes here to make sure I keep things organized. Um, I would like to tell you a little bit about me, very briefly. My name is Jolene, you know already. I am a mother of three. I'm from Louisiana, born and raised. I just turned 40. As of last week, I am now a grandmother. Um, I'm not perfect, and I'm going to do my best to tell you everything and not forget anything. Um, I'm not an accomplished person, a famous woman or anything. I'm not well-traveled. I'm not circated, and I'm not wealthy. Um, I haven't founded any organizations or anything, and I haven't authored any books, but for some reason, the Lord choose to use me for this. And if this is what I've been born for, let's get it on. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Um, I'd like to first tell you the visions, and then I'd like to share some important information with you pertaining to the visions afterwards, if you would bear with me. So let's, let's do it. First vision. Okay. I got saved August 17th of, no, August 16th of 2017. Um, following two days after getting saved, that's when I got the first vision. And I know what a vision is. I was wide awake. Um, it was, it was stunning. It was real, completely real. I was, um, suddenly I was like back in time in history. It was, it was, it was amazing and beautiful. I was, um, an older woman in the water in a creek of sorts bathing with women and they were laughing and splashing and talking girl stuff but that I was distracted um, by an amazing, brilliant, beautiful light to my left. And um, I was instinctually on alert for this because, um, I mean, we're not exactly wearing clothes, you know. And, um, but I seen this gorgeous, strong man that glowed with a power. Um, instead of staying in the water with the women or, or warning them or anything, um, I didn't alert them or anything to look to see this beautiful man. I just... I knew to remain silent and to go to him like he was there for me. And I knew this was a man of God, an, an angel. Um, I wasn't afraid after I was initially alerted. Um, I also noticed that all the other women didn't seem to notice him. This is what's happening in this vision. As I, as I worked towards exiting the water to walk up to this man, I noticed the background noise of the laughing of the women faded away. And my senses became heightened to focus completely on this supernatural man. Um, before I could fully even stand erect um, from getting up out of the water, I was directed to a pair of shoes, um, which was really weird. This was presented to me. They looked like a pair of large white canvas-type shoes. Uh, anyway, I grabbed them and immediately seen the size, 11, 11. And then I seen inside the soles of both shoes, it was a world map. Um, when you put the two shoes together, you can see a large map of the world, of all the land. And I remember thinking to myself really briefly, um, this is not the map we know today. There's so much more land. It's really weird. I glanced up to see the face of this beautiful man, this angel. And um, the light in his face was so intense for me, though I, I wasn't able to see details of his face. I just couldn't. Um, it became more and more intense as I got even closer to him. And then he asked me a question. Um, this blew me away. He spoke to me, said, could you sacrifice your only son to save the whole world? I was stunned and stumped, for lack of words here. I, I, I was put in a corner, like I had to answer this perfectly, and I didn't know what to say, but I knew in my heart I could. I opened my mouth without being able to even form words. Um, 
I felt in my soul, no. Um, he spoke again. He said, would you give up your son to save the whole world? Then I let out all of my breath in anguish as I knew inside myself that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I barely pulled in a breath when I spoke these words to him. I said, only God could save the world. Only God could do it. It is the glory of God to save the world. And the holy angel, he seemed pleased with my answer. Um, then I was um, comforted and I felt relief from such a serious request. Like it was just so important. And then I felt sudden sickness, like an overwhelming horror um, overtake me um, for my son. Um, so in this vision, I'm experiencing this. Um, I'm not Jolene. And all of a sudden, I have, I have a missing son or something. Like, he's been gone or taken from me. And all of a sudden, I'm remembering this or feeling this. It was very strange. Um, I was missing my son. Like, my son had gone missing all of a sudden or something horrible happened. So I had this horrible, urgent, desperate need to find and have my son with me. Um, I began to lunge towards the dry ground to escape the water to go frantically in search for my child. I had this this mommy, you know, mama bear thing kick in in me. Then I was immediately taken to another part of the river. I was alone with this angel. I was, uh, it was beautiful. It was calm. It was a beautiful, glowy, sunny day. It wasn't even hot. It was just cool. And the spot we were at had a lot of beautiful greenery and tall grass. The light of the day was, was at the brightest. It was just beautiful. And um, I walked up into this water, Brother Johnny. And all of you, my brothers and sisters, I, I'm telling you right now, I had my son in my hands in between my knees. Um, I couldn't believe I, I was made to stop all movement um, and to take a moment of the peace of God in me. And I, I lifted my child up all the way up to the sky saying, El Shaddai. And then I lifted my, ba my beautiful baby boy up again, saying El Shaddai. He was fat and chunky with dark hair and so beautiful. And I was shouting El Shaddai, El Shaddai, over and over, praising the Holy Father and lifting up this baby. And then I woke up. My brothers and sisters, this was an answer to a prayer I had. I needed to know, I wanted to know the name of God. I didn't trust the name Yahweh, Yahuwah, or Jehovah, or anything. I was jaded about all those names. Um, I didn't know he had given me his name yet. I just remembered El Shaddai, El Shaddai. It's not English. I'm running from this, this, this vision. Um, I, I was already standing from this vision. And I ran through the house all the way to my office, to my computer, and immediately typed it up. And what came up was a song by Amy Grant singing El Shaddai. I started bawling. My son couldn't believe it because he heard me saying that all the way to the computer. Now, why does this matter? This is the first vision the Lord gave me. And guess what? It was right before the September 23rd sign came to pass. The birth of the child. The virgin birth of the child in the heavens. And so I didn't even know about that till several days later. And then when I came across that information online, blew my mind but 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 by the time I found out about the September 23rd sign I'd already done had other visions so I'm going to get to the second vision here okay um in this vision 
um, the New York City, it gets nuked. And the West Coast gets bombed like heck from multiple bombs. In the middle of prayer, literally in the middle of prayer, I was then in spirit, taken high up into the sky. I was accompanied by an angel to my side. Um, I looked down, and I could see the world beneath me, like all of America, um, just ocean and world. But I was zoomed in um, to see better. It's like the angel was directing me to see New York. Um, The speed of the air wasn't affecting me like you imagine it would, you know, being so intensely fast and horrible. None of that was affecting me. I was caught up in the spirit. I was then directed to look to my right side. And as I did, I was moved back. Um, I was staring forwards at an angle to my right. Without words, I knew I was being directed to specifically focus on this particular area, um, New York. Okay. So let me make sure I keep my notes right. Can Can you still hear me good, Brother Johnny? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Sounds great. great. Okay. Okay, thank you. I, without words, was asked by this angel um, if I know what I was looking at. And um, actually, I used to live in New York. Um, I answered in all seriousness. I said, New York. And the angel was slightly pleased. And then this this was my confirmation of what I was looking at and that my answer was correct. Then, all of a sudden, um... Suddenly, um, utter horrid, complete shock and seeing um, the destruction of New York, the ruin. Um, I was shown the whole area lit up, this bright light. Um, the whole area was raised up into the skies above. The force of it was so beyond comprehension, I truly instantly became completely convinced that I was going to die from just seeing it. I wasn't feeling any wind or anything, but just the, the sight of what I was being shown. Um, the horror of what I was shown was so epic, I couldn't possibly bear it. I then was released from this vision. I physically could not. My heart was, you know, you, your heart can be you know, racing with adrenaline, like da, 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 da. Um, but this, my heart was, it was so fast. I called on Jesus, Lord. Um, he immediately calmed me down, like, because I just could not. It was, I reacted so, it was just so horrifying. Um, of course, I sobbed. It was just, I saw, I believe truly, and I have full confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ truly. I saw a snippet of the future, what's coming. And what disturbs me also is that while I was completely taken by what I was seeing to my right, I had my back to the south. I heard loads of of commotion and bombs and destruction taking place on my left side, the west coast. I didn't even turn to see it um, because what was happening in front of me to my right was so epic. It just, it's like comparing, you know, um, somebody dropping a pile of dishes on your left side versus someone running into your home with their truck on your right side, you know, you're going to stay focused toward the most chaotic shock. You know, I just didn't turn to my left to see, and I wish I did, but I didn't. But that was that vision there. And um, there was, I know there was nothing, I knew there was nothing I could do to stop it, but all I could do was warn people. 
And so, yeah. Now my third vision. I was shown a phase of the moon first. This was all visual. Um, the phase of the moon I was shown is it's called the uh, crescent, the crescent waning moon. And there was a light next to it, a star or a meteor or even a, a maybe um, a UFO or craft or asteroid or maybe even a planet. I don't know, but this is shown to me for a reason. There's something behind it. There's something going on there. Um, I'm looking at this. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, for some reason, then this visual part of this vision goes black. Then I hear um, this is a supernatural experience. Um, it, it turns into just this audio experience. Um, I heard a very, very, very loud screaming. Um, sounded like a really angry monster sound from the sky. Intensely loud. The horrid sound of this thing. The whole world is going to hear this, truly. No one, no one is going to sleep through it, or it, it, it's, it's impossible. Even someone in a soundproof basement underground, truly, is they're going to hear it. Um, it was just this horrible sound from the sky. Um, it was a worldwide loud sound, uh, whatever it is. It, 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 it sounded like it was coming down or passing through the atmosphere. Um, sounded loud, um, angry, violent, like a screeching or hissing sound. It was really bad. Um, it was horrible. It sounded like a very angry monster, okay? Um, I just imagined later on when I was just remembering this vision, trying to put words to it, like maybe a screaming dragon or I don't know what, but it, it was very disturbing. And so that was the end of the third vision, uh, visual, visual audio experience from the Holy Spirit. Um, the fourth vision, okay, I was sitting in my office, and I'm looking at a big, big painting to my right. I'm at my computer, and what's crazy is when I had this vision, I didn't have that painting on my wall. In fact, I didn't even own that painting yet, um, to the best of my memory here. Um, no, I ended up buying that painting and hanging it there uh, about two years after I had this vision. It's on my wall right now. Um, it blew my mind when I hung it there, and I realized, oh, wow, um, we're closer to my visions being fulfilled. So many times, so many things um, is working towards the manifestation of the fulfillment of all of these visions. So um, we experience a worldwide epic earthquake. Um, the whole world feels this. Everything suddenly with viciousness jumps up three and a half feet four feet high and goes back down three and a half, four feet down. And repeatedly in this, in this vision, I, I started out sitting, like I said, in my dining room office area. Um, I just felt this strange feeling and I turned my head to my right towards the Lord's painting. And I'm all of a sudden without any expectation, felt like a regular day, nothing um, distracting me other than the fact that I was just sitting here and I felt this strange feeling. And then this earthquake it was sudden. It was rumbling violence and noise. Um, I can't describe this feeling. It came over me. It was everything. Everything was going up and down with violence. I just, I couldn't, I really truly believe I was going to die from this earthquake, actually. This vision, these visions are so real. Um, I was just simply repeatedly thrown up and down. Sheer, perfect violence. I flew up with everything in my sight, approximately three and a half, four feet up and down, repeatedly. <clears throat> this violent 
shaking was a thing of death. I instantly, automatically knew without a shadow of any doubt that I was going to die. It was just so convincing. The terror and pure violence of this was so intense. I was just going to die from it, no doubt. And then I was released from this vision, okay? And after I was released from it, um, I felt my heart in my chest going wild, beating almost like it was beating outside of my body. I praised God for letting me live through this. And then I broke down and cried to the Lord because um, this is coming too. It's coming. And I know people are going to die um, from just experiencing this alone without having had any buildings or anything land on them. People are just going to die from the sheer violence of this massive earthwide earthquake. So um, let's move on to the fifth vision here. Um, I was shown, <clears throat> please excuse me, I had to have some post-nasal drip, sinuses, I live in the south, it's been rough. I was shown a point in time in the future, okay, this is the fifth vision, where I'm, appro- I'm approximately 170 to 190 pounds. Um, with slightly longer hair than what I had at the time of the vision. These were given to me in 2017. At, in 2017, I weighed 150, 155. I had long, jet black hair, and I was younger, um, 34. Um, now I'm 40. Um, I was 227, and I, I've gotten down now. I'm 184. I'm now within this weight range that I saw myself in, in this fifth vision here. So in this vision, I'm seeing myself, I weigh approximately, I mean, between 170 and 190 here, and I have slightly longer hair uh, than what I had back then, and so I'm almost there now. Um, I'm older. I was pacing back and forth in this vision through my home, and um, I was checking the front door, the back door, the side door, or the windows. I was checking earnestly for no breaches, making sure nothing got in. Um, There was this terror in the air. It was really strange. Um, I was very concerned. In this vision, we were locked up in the house, bunkered down in my home. Um, We even had, um, I saw it in my vision, Uh, we had the front and side door wired shut, drilled in with wires on top of, um, underneath and on top of plywood. We had the house so locked down, I even did videos on my channel about how to do this and, and explaining how I saw this in the visions and why um, for when stuff hits the fan and, and things. But I saw this. We were locked up and bunkered down in my home, me and my family. And um, we even had a shelf in the front door, the, excuse me, the front side door. Now, what's kind of freaking me out now um, is that we literally have a shelf in the front side door, and it is hardened because someone tried to break in. And I did do the wires. And I literally have that shelf. It's for the baby stuff right now in front of that door, just like I saw in my vision, this fifth vision. So that's freaky. Oh, wow. So everything was dark inside my home, though. Um, we were using lanterns. Um, it was as if we didn't have power. It was weird. We're, so we were locked down in my home. We're not using power, and we're using lanterns. And um, the lantern I'd seen in my vision, I didn't own it at the time I had that vision. It wasn't until 2018 
No, no, no. 2019, I did the video when I bought that lantern. It resembled the same one my grandmother had. That was the one I saw in my vision, and I have it now. So I know we're going to be using that sucker. It's just bits and pieces of things are coming true that's going to lead towards the fulfillment of the visions the Lord gave me. So I just want to include that. Okay, so everything was very dark. Um, we didn't seem to have any power or anything. I want to make sure I say that because what I'm going to say uh, soon is going to um, – conflict seemingly um we simply either we didn't have power or we were simply not using it for fear someone outside seeing little light bleeding through the windows or whatever i don't know for sure um but we were we were just we weren't using power so um i walked up to my living room and looked there was a woman a strange woman i don't know sitting in my living room at a small children's table um, with a blonde-headed boy standing next to her, to his, to her left. Um, I have two little children, and um, my youngest one, he is eight years old now. I know now this vision, I was seeing my son approximately this age. Back when I had this vision, my baby boy was about two, probably not even two yet. Teeny-weeny and chunky and a toddler, just... Um, I just couldn't imagine it being him so grown standing next to her, but as his hair grew and his face fulfilled, I know now it's my son standing next to this woman. I don't even know who she is yet. So he's standing next to her in my living with this strange woman at this little children's table, and they're they're sitting next to the the lantern. It's burning in the center of, of the living room. And I'm terrified. Um, we're not, we don't dare say a word in the house. We're terrified to make a sound. Um, we were in a strange time of darkness. My brothers and my sisters, I'm about to get into the three days of darkness. Um, I do absolutely believe in the prophecies of three days of darkness. I'm telling you why, because of this vision I'm about to elaborate on. Um, I never believed it. Um, I don't even recall if I ever even heard of it before I had this vision. Um, I did some research and found um, the Passover in Egypt um, with Moses and the darkness, um, the strange death that uh, came for the firstborn of the Egyptians. And when I was reading about that, it just felt eerily um, similar to what we were feeling because this strange darkness we were in, it was um, a time of darkness. This darkness felt like pure death. And I can say this because in this vision, I, uh, I actually go outside. So I'm going to tell you about that. Okay. Um, let's get back to the woman in the living room real quick. Um, she had the light from the lantern. It was shining on her face. Um, it was shining up at her double chin, basically. And um, she had slightly longer uh, than shoulder-length hair. And the boy to her left, I know now, is my son. Um, both of them looked at me, and they said nothing. Then I walked back um, as we were being completely silent, I was tippy-toeing through, tippy, tippy-toeing, you know, tiptoeing through the house, being as silent as possible, um, back and forth, pacing and pacing. And um, when I got into my dining room, now, here's the thing. I have cameras outside all over my home with night vision. And um, for some reason, even though we were not using power, in this vision, my cameras were, were working. They were running. And when I got in my dining room and I took a glance at my cameras, let me tell you what I saw. Um, it was um, 
I glanced up at the computer flat screen monitor to see outside, and um, I was shown horrid beings crawling on the ground like bugs, like they were all on the prowl, like how kind of like how a cat backs up and scoots down before it's about to pounce. These things, um, they were crawling like bugs. Um, there wasn't a space of ground, naked ground to see ground. These things were really almost like um, locusts. They were just all over. They looked like aliens. They looked like demonic, deformed, disgusting things. Some of them looked like people a little bit, but distorted. The way they shifted forward while they were moving, sliding back, the way they were crawling over each other, like they were about to pounce, like they were ready, looking to hunt. It was a thing of horror that made me truly feel like I was flipped inside out. The terror that filled my body when I seen these things outside my home because we were in this darkness. Um, it was the, They were crawling like bugs. I just can't believe it. Um, all over each other, and it was disgusting. Um, it was very erratic. Um, there were too many to even bother to count, and it was, it was crazy. I'm getting the chills, and I'm shaking as I'm recalling these things. It's very emotional for me and draining because it was just these visions were so real. Because I know, I know there are pieces of the future. Um, I trust and have that confidence in the Lord. And so I tell you this with complete conviction. This is going to happen. I don't know if you're going to be here to see it, my brothers and sisters. But I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And they were all up against my home, okay. Um, they were just crawling as though they were searching for something. And the sight of this caused a fear in me to well up. To the point it was overtaking me like I was going to flip. I mean, like, you know, some women lose it, you know. <laughs> some people lose it and they get hysterical. I mean, I was about to lose it. But um, I called to Jesus in my heart with all of my might in my heart. I didn't dare say his name out loud. Um, when I called on Jesus, though, it was amazing because I watched these things on the camera. It was weird. Um, it <sighs> They fell off the house. You see, you see, this weird fear I was feeling in my body, it's like it's almost as if they can, they can tell I felt fear. Um, I, I've heard that uh, fear is consent. In the wild, if, if, a, if an animal releases adrenaline or whatnot and they're staring at a lion, then the lion knows to go after it. You know, Fear is consent. Well, I was incredibly filled with fear. It was horrible. And um, I'd noticed them reacting to my fear. They stood. They turned immediately. It was, it was like they were all robotic. It was weird. They all turned towards my home, and I have a window right there. And they started climbing on each other to get up. And this is what scares me when I was thinking about this vision later on. Initially, I was thinking these things are spirit. Initially, when I didn't know better, I was a babe in Christ. But the Holy Spirit pointed out to me, no, Jolene, spirit would just walk through your wall. These things had to climb on each other, and they were trying to get in your home through your window because they were not spirit. These things are going to be in the flesh. They're going to be outside during this time of intense darkness, sick. And I'm talking, you can feel it. It's not just something you see. This is, you're going to feel this darkness. And the only safety is Jesus. His name is your sword. He is your savior. They have no authority on you if you call on belong to Jesus and call on call on him. 
they fell away instantly as soon as I called on Jesus. They lost interest in me. They fell away and started going about their business. And I tell you right there, I couldn't believe what I was saying. I am telling you, fear mounted up higher inside of me than I'd ever felt in my life, okay? And I'm that means a lot. Yeah, I've then seen the New York getting nuked and stuff. And then I see this. I mean, this vision was intense. It was so intense. Man. So, okay, now, here's the sixth vision. And thank you for bearing with me because uh, you can tell I'm nervous. Um, it is, this is intense for me. Um, I ask you, my brothers, my sisters, please take what I'm telling you to the Lord in prayer. Ask for confirmation, please. Get ready for the Lord, whatever it be his will. Um, make sure you repent and that you're um, obeying him and not glorifying the enemy, Lucifer. Don't glorify the enemy. Don't live in practicing willful sin. Um, be in the word. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Obey the Spirit of God above your flesh. Subdue the flesh. Don't let the flesh tell you what to do and dominate you and keep you doing sins that glorify the enemy. Be in the Holy Spirit of God. Letting the Holy Spirit dominate. Crush under your heel the flesh, the serpent. And nobody's perfect. We're all sinners. Pick up your cross. If you drop it, Holy Spirit will help you pick it up again and keep on fighting the flesh. Because let me tell you something right now. I want to make sure I say this. In this vision I just described to you about these things, I know in my heart from the Holy Spirit that if you have any satanic occult things in your home, um, even movies of adultery where there's adultery in it and filth or magic or werewolves, vampires and all this filth, this may possibly be lawful consent for these things to enter your home if you've already consented to having perversities in your home we must be set apart from the world and clean and living holy lives and have a home that invites the holy spirit to be dwelling with us in us and all around us especially during this time we cannot be caught unawares asleep jesus said that if the man of the house knew he was going to be broken into he would have stayed awake don't fall asleep my precious brothers and sisters stay awake stay woke wide awake because this time is coming and if you are here for it, better be ready, because only the name of Jesus is going to save you. Your faith in the Lord, calling on him, especially if you don't look out the windows, don't you dare answer the door. I truly believe that um, we're going to hear voices of our dead loved ones calling to you and trying to plead with you to open the door to them, and you're going to have to, you have to be faithful and Remain silent and in prayer in the, with the Lord. This time of darkness is coming. It's going to be a temptation. And we are admonished to go and lock ourselves in our chambers and to be ready. Okay, so here's the, um, through, this is the sixth vision here. Okay, so in this vision, again, I'm pacing back and forth through my home. I'm checking, constantly checking to make sure no one or nothing is coming in because I just seen a whole pile of mess outside. I was terrified. Like this is serious. I was on duty. Um, it's weird. Cause in these visions, I didn't see my mother present at all. And, um, at the time I had these visions, she was alive, but, um, she passed away from, uh, right, right when the COVID broke out. 
so now I know why she wasn't in any of these visions. So, I mean, everything fits perfectly. Um, so I'm pacing back and forth in my home, making sure nothing comes in. I'm not resting. I'm constantly on the watch. I'm continuing to be on my feet. I'm rapid breathing. Um, I'm, I'm a guard, basically, remaining on the watch over the safety of my family. Thing is, um, in this vision, I heard something. Um, I can only speculate on what I heard. I do feel like I've, I heard a, a horn or something, um, or the, the voice of the Lord, something. Because something made me go outside. Okay. Let me just make sure I don't skip anything and I tell you everything. Um, I heard something okay, from outside, and to this day I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, but despite all the fear and concern that I had, you know, about not going outside, uh, especially with what I had just got through seeing, you know, I definitely did not want to go outside. But um, I, was, I wasn't fixing to ever go outside for nothing, okay, nothing in this world. But um, I heard something, a voice, something. And for some reason in this vision, he, hearing that audio, that, that audio port of the vision, that's blurred or, or faded. I just, it must, it must need to remain a secret or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I ran to the back of my home, utility room, and I'd removed all the blockades from the back door. And in a hurry, I immediately ran outside about 20 feet away from my back door. Um, I'm kind of cringing just the thought of that because it's so horrible, but I did this in this vision. Um, I, I'm living this in this vision. I'm going through this. Um, I was drawn to look up to the sky to see whatever, I mean, the thickness of the darkness was very intense. It was all over my skin. I was expecting to see something big. Um, but instead, I saw green, green everywhere in the skies. The skies were dark, and they were hoovering low, like it buckled, like the, like the sky dropped. Um, it was really low, and there were streaks of all of this hyper-intense glowing green lights, um, like Smoke, like, okay, like, um, you ever walked into a bar or something where everybody was smoking and there was just this London fog of cigarette smoke? Well, imagine, I'm talking trillions of tons of this, but it's pure green and it's in the sky. And the skies dropped, they're lower. And so I'm looking at all of this green above me. I live in Louisiana. And this was, this was a horror show to me. It was just, I couldn't believe it. All the darkness around me, and it was just so strange, and it was, it was pretty horrible. Like, everything in the world is wrong. Just nothing is going right. Everything is, don't know this world anymore. It was very terrifying. Then, suddenly, I start hearing pits and pop noises, weird noises, um, things uh, hitting, um, hitting um, the tin roofs around me, um, my, my own roof. Then it started, they started getting louder and, and harder, um, crashing sounds. Um, sounds of stuff hitting, hitting my roof and on everybody, cars, um, things toppling onto the ground. Um, I looked closer and I realized these things were rocks. Um, some are small sized. Um, after having this vision, I did research like what could possibly fall from the sky. And then I was like, what are these, you know, asteroids or what? Turns out they're basically from what I gathered, they're called meteors, um, or whatever, they're, they're falling from the sky, okay? Um, none that I could see were bigger than the size of a football from where I was at in this vision. Um, 
nothing got nothing none of these were bigger than a football and even though I was seeing this and so I was crazy and everything um it just didn't concern me I wasn't I wasn't satisfied with what I was seeing I was expecting something bigger and more important that I had to see that's why I ran out of outside and then um all of a sudden um movement from far off catches my attention okay um there was this sudden, this, this middle-aged um, black man standing about, I would guess about 20 or so, maybe 15, 20 yards away from me. I seen him. Um, he's looking at me. Now, I have to explain this. In these visions, I was seeing snippets of the future, and in this future time, people were scared of people. Um, you didn't want to be near anyone at all. Um, you couldn't trust anybody. So I know this automatically um, because when I seen this man, I became terrified, like he's going to kill me. It's like people were killing each other on sight or something around this time in this future time. It was very dangerous to go outside, very, very, very dangerous. So when I saw him, it really took my attention off of the crazy sky and these rocks or meteors or whatever. It was all on him. And so I was looking at him. He's looking at me, and he looks like he's fixing to say something to me, okay? And so he's taking a step, attempting to take a step towards me. But suddenly he's engulfed by this um, – his whole body's engulfed. This is the rapture, by the way. This is this vision right here, the sixth vision. It's um, one of the raptures, or it's the rapture. I'm not sure. I don't know everything. I'm trying to learn. I'm a baby in the Lord, but I'm just telling you what I saw. And his whole body was engulfed by this superior, amazing, beaming, neon blue, um, hyper lightning, looked like plasma. It was, um, it just took him. Um, it's like his body disintegrated in an instant, like kind of like how you strip the wheat of its husk or, or the body was dissolved. Like, like he, he was taken and, it was violent. I'm not saying he felt violence or anything or any pain at all. I can't speak for that. I just can tell you what I saw. Um, he was taken with violence. Nothing was going to stop him from being taken. I felt that. I knew it instantly. And I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, right when I saw this, there were many other um, flashing, these neon blue um, plasma-like um, lights, the lightning that struck many of them in the background, further, further away, they were tiny. All of them went down at the same exact moment, like a fraction of a second. I mean, he was suddenly, he was completely vanished. And um, like, I just saw on the far, far distance, the same exact thing was happening with other people within the same fraction of a second. It was, it was, it was it was amazing, um, but you see, when I I had this vision, I didn't know about the rapture, never heard of it in my life. Um, I had studied with Jehovah's Witnesses in the past, but they just talk about the hundred forty four thousand, and um, it's just there's never a rapture. Um, I don't know all of their doctrine, but I I never heard of the rapture, um, nor have I ever heard of El Shaddai or any of that. It was always Jehovah and nothing about Jesus except for the fact that they teach you know some things. Um, that I don't see see um, 
I don't agree with, but that's just me. Um, my bad on that. Um, Jesus is the way to the Lord, to the Holy Father. Um, but I never, ever learned about the rapture. How I found out about the rapture was having this vision of it. And then going into the Word and then watching videos on YouTube, I was very, I mean, still to this day, my face is always, I'm always in videos, um, sermons and studies of the, of the Bible. And I come across the rapture information, and I soon come across the September 23rd sign, people talking about the rapture. And then I, it hit me like I'm talking a bulldozer when I realized, oh, I saw the rapture. That's what that was, or at least one of them, you know. So, okay, so we have the seventh vision here. Um, okay. I found myself suddenly in the darkness, um, what people would call the atmosphere, um, but I will call it like um, part of the heavens above. I was high, high above the face of the earth, and I, I wasn't focused on the earth. My attention wasn't on the earth. Um, instead, I was I was sifted, um, moved um, by the angel that was beside me. I was all my focus was on this this beaming, amazing, supernatural, holy angel um, on my left side, and I focused. Um, where where I felt I needed to, that, that the angel wanted me to look. Um, and then I seen up close. Now, this is what I saw, okay? A hurling, moving, horrid, large rock. It had a strange white um, cloud or mist or fog or something in front of it, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I couldn't hear it, though. Um, there was no sound. That's the weirdest thing. Um, but it it had this white stuff in front of it, and it was hurling with intense speed beyond. I mean, it was it was hurling, moving with such a great speed. It was it was it was incomprehensible to my mind. Like I couldn't. It was it was it was intense. I was so overwhelmed at seeing this that um, I was instantly I was overcome. Like I couldn't I could not handle seeing it anymore because it was coming towards me and the terror rose in me. It was just so intense. Um, I was literally, I was given this vision literally in the middle of prayer. Uh, I was in mid sentence um, whenever the Lord showed me this. And um, after this vision, um, I had to know, I had to know, I prayed for where I asked the Lord, where is this going to hit? Because it's going to hit. <clears throat> and they're not warning anybody. Um, I was given actual flash vision in the middle of prayer of a brief visual. I seen that it hits off the coast of Florida in the area, the ocean there. Um, and then that was it for that vision. Now, I'm not the smartest person, you know. Um, sometimes I'm slow, and so it took me a few months to realize, hold a minute, um, all of these underground bunkers that the, that various governments who can afford – they're building all these domes, these these underground military bunkers. Come across information about the Catholic Church with the um, their telescope. They named it Lucifer. I personally believe that they're looking for their God. He is cast out of heaven, and that it may take the shape physically as the millstone prophesied in the Word of God, being this what we call an asteroid. They're looking for their Lord, and they called it Lucifer. The telescope. And I don't know everything. I'm just saying, why on earth 
is the Catholic Church, the Vatican, looking for something. And then at the same time, the governments are building these underground bunkers, and they're some of them are so massive they're like miniature cities, underground cities. It's there's no there's no such thing as a coincidence. I think they're not going to tell the public. I think that um, the Lord wants me to tell you this and to not hide any of it, to let you know everything. And uh, he wants us to know. He doesn't want us in the dark. He wants us to get right with him. He wants us to get saved, you know, people who don't believe, to humble themselves, to listen and get saved. He's so merciful and he loves us so much. Come as you are. Don't clean up your life first and get perfect, then come to him. He doesn't expect that one bit. You come as you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Come to him. Come to him. He will receive you. Open arms, I'm telling you right now. I know personally. Eighth vision. Okay. Flooding. So I was shown. Suddenly I'm um, in this vision. I'm just. Suddenly I'm, I'm, in, I'm in deep, moving, dirty water. I'm being moved by it. And. I'm completely disoriented and I'm struggling in it and it's just happening so fast and my heart is racing and I'm trying to scream for help as I'm gasping for air in between the movement of this water, okay? I can't control what's going on. There's so much stuff in the water. I'm in the water. Um, It's so filthy. But uh, instead of continuing on um, with this water, I find myself clinging to a roof, um, the material of the roof uh, of a house. the way the water is flowing has this particular area, um, the house, it was calmer so I could hang on. Um, it wasn't as rough, the flow of water. So I'm able to hold on to this, this section of this roof here, and then I look up in response to the voice of a man. Um, man, um, his voice was almost drowned out by the sound of the water and all kinds of things. I mean, noises I can't even imagine. I can't even compare to to describe she was like everything breaking but muffled by the sound of water um just it was so so intense it was so loud and it was pretty scary it was it was fast and i was completely discombobulated so i hear this voice and um he just he had this beard four inch long beard like he hadn't shaved in forever um hairy hairy man um it was a white man, and he looked very dirty. Um, he had long, wild hair, and he lifts me up onto the roof with him, and I really, really needed his strength because I'm telling you right now, I did not have the upper body strength to lift my own weight, especially heavy with water. I mean, I needed his help, and he, he helped me up. And like I said previously, um, people were afraid of people, and so I was so desperate. I, I was shocked that he was trying to help me, and I was just so grateful. So he lifted me up onto the roof next to him, and um, I actually felt safe with this man. It was almost as if I knew him or something. Um, he was at the very top of the roof of this house. I was kind of in the middle on the way. I was completely shocked. This just was a slap in the face or a kick to a jaw or something. It was just so fast. And um, I'm about three feet from him. I'm below him, and I'm looking out all over this water here, okay, all the rooftops of the house. I mean, like, all the water was up to the the roofs. Couldn't see the houses. All you could see was roofs. This was it was just so fast and so crazy and um I didn't know where I was at. So I'm feeling this in this vision. It was just intense. 
and uh, I'm looking for my home and trying to place myself, trying to recognize my neighborhood and stuff by only seeing the roofs, okay? I mean, that was that's, that's a challenge. I mean, I, I know I experienced it in this vision. Um, I earnestly began to study the rooftops and try to figure out where I was. But um, right across from me, um, the closest roof to me, near me, I see it's my own roof to my own house. And I recognized it by the black tar markings um, on one of my airflow vents above my utility room bathroom area. And then I see the patch job I had done over my living room ceiling roof area with my son. I couldn't believe it. With all the wild movement I had just endured, I hadn't flowed as far away from my home like I had thought. I was literally on my neighbor's roof overlooking my own home and seeing it enveloped by, must have been 15 to 17 feet of just murky water. I'm assuming all this water um, had to have come from when the asteroid hit, because I live in Louisiana. I mean, I'm assuming that, but I'm not sure, okay? Um, and that's one of the reasons why, unfortunately, I mean, it seems like these visions were given to me in order, but from what I'm understanding, that's that's very rarely the case. Um so let me continue. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at my own roof. I'm seeing two patch jobs me and my son had done, and that's how I recognized my roof. And I was relieved at how close I was to my home because I knew I need to I need to get to my home. Um, why? I will tell you this. I left this out in my, my video I did on my channel. Um, briefly, I could see through my home, my attic. The Lord, the Holy Spirit of the Lord did this. I could see through it. I saw buckets of food, supplies, and water in my attic. And I was so grateful to the Lord that I had this in my attic because I knew, oh, that's why I had to have that there because I'm going to need it. And I was so grateful. I was shown this in this vision. Okay? And um, I was shown buckets of food and water, supplies and stuff in my roof, under my roof, in my attic. And um, I had this extreme comfort come over me knowing that I had all the food and water and stuff that would help me um, while waiting in my attic, okay? Um, I just knew that somehow I would have to get into my own attic. And um, this this vision, it ended. Now, as a special note, I'd like to say, um, for the longest time, I didn't understand why um, the Lord showed me I would have food stored in my attic, until I realize it's because we're going to be flooded for that purpose right there for me to have something to eat and some water and clean clothes and medical supplies. I would need to put all that in my attic. And then I knew my brothers, my sisters, I knew the Holy spirit of the Lord would move me to get that prepared, to invest in it financially and get it prepared physically. Like, and then literally go in my attic day that I would start doing this. I knew the Holy spirit warned me that we are very close to all the stuff hitting the fan, like stuff going down, things are going to, some things are going to, it's going to start. Guess what? All that stuff is in the attic right now. All of it, just like the Lord showed me. Um, I know the details now what's in these buckets. Um, and I know why. And so I have it ready. I believe in everything he showed me. It is not a random dream you know that you can barely remember and it just fades with time and it was not significant it was weird no this is supernatural i lived it i experienced the terror of it, it was crystal clear as real life pure a pure vision 
And um, something else that really intrigues me, um, I'm a mother of three children. And after nearly drowning and being on top of my neighbor's roof, my children did not run across my mind, which blows my mind because I'm a very loving mother. And if I for a second believed my babies were drowning in the house, I would flip inside out dying, dying to go after them and save them and just dying. You hear me? But my point is, I wasn't even worried about them. I wasn't. They didn't even cross my mind. And the only thing I can think of that could explain this is that they were raptured or something, or they were someplace safe, because I, I wasn't worried about them. So I just wanted to make sure to tell you this. Um, this was an absolute duress of an experience of a vision, and I can't... I'm trying to put it in words how intense these things are, and um, I'm feeling it to a degree as I'm telling you. I hope you listen and take these things to prayer to the Lord. A lot, a lot of things are going to happen. I don't know what we're going to be here for, um, but I do want to share with you some of some of the Holy Spirit dreams the Lord gave me pertaining to our future. Um, and they fit in with these visions the Lord gave me. Now, I did take more notes on here so I don't forget. Some of these things you might want to know. Um, there's going to be tribulation saints left behind to experience this, um, to the best of my knowledge. And I pray you not be one of them, but many of us, um, no matter what we do, we're, we're ordained to be where we're going to be. I, I may be wrong on that. But Jesus knows what fold you're in. He knows his church. Make sure you're a part of his body. Please get saved. Please get saved. Okay, so um, the first Holy Spirit prophetic dream I want to share with you, my brethren. I had been in prayer to the Lord, and I had felt I, I needed more information. I just asked him um, regarding what happens next um, from all of the visions he had given me. I just had to know more. I could not just stop right there. I was like, come on, you know, please, Lord. I was just begging him. So I'd ask the Lord to please show me what's next, what comes next. I fell asleep, I'm telling you right now, and after this, I dreamt the following. I'm just going to read it to you. Do not want to forget anything. I want to tell you everything. I saw in this dream, and it was a dream. It was um, snippets and flashes and like uh, TV screens flickering and, and all kinds of information just coming before my face and it was just so much information. I was just absorbing it like a sponge, just so much stuff. So I'm just going to tell it to you, okay? I saw flooding. I saw our country divided. This was in 2017 now. Um, I saw people left for dead. Absolute chaos. Tsunamis. People fighting to the death over what supplies were dropped from the air. Great pain and suffering. Fevers. Body pains, rotting water, hopelessness, no one coming to save us, exposure, thirst, hunger, cannibalism, murder, fires, suicides. I'm sorry, I'm just telling you what I saw. Burning bodies for warmth. Not the whole, the whole country didn't flood. I'm talking about the whole country. What, what, what the Lord showed me, not just about what's next regarding me and the flood, you know, um, Burning bodies for warmth. Camps. Many are put to death in these camps. 
children are slaves and food. I don't know when this happens. I'm sorry, I can't tell you when. I just know it's going to happen. And um, there's more. So um, children will be as food, okay? Of course, there's homelessness and crime is rampant. It's really bad. and Everybody is an absolute dog-eat-dog. Everybody's covered in black sores, and I mean black sores. Um, many refuse to go to the camps. Okay, there's camps, um, and many are hunted down, hunted. The Bible is illegal. Christians are hunted. We are absolute filth. We are hated amongst survivors, people. Um, there's actually a reward, a price on us. We're called traitors. Um, uh, we're running and hiding the believers, um, hunted like, like animals. There's drones. There's air raids and blindness now. There's ash in the air. I want to say something here. I want to stop. I want to interject something. Um, precious Sister Nancy saw my video. Um, I know that um, there was ash in the air. The Lord showed me this. And I suspect, and I can't say this for a certainty, okay, this wasn't revealed to me in a vision or a dream, but I saw in ash in the air. The Lord didn't say that that Yellowstone goes off, but I suspect um, the East Coast being nuked and all the West Coast being bombed and, I mean, blown up. I mean, I think maybe it sets off Yellowstone because later I see in this dream here, there's ash in the air. And not only that, though, but... People are going blind just from having their eyes opened in the air. Let me just continue to read. Um, so there's ash in the air. Okay, so the atmosphere is trashed. There's just there's no hope. There's, I was taken in the air, and I was shown from afar off what looked like a large number of people all facing just away from me. Um, they were all wearing orange, like a prison jumpsuits, orange. And they all were skinny and all of them had their heads shaved. Um, from a distance, they all looked to me like they were men, okay? None were, um, there were no blacks. There were no uh, elderly. There were, there were no children. Um, it just seemed like there was all these, these men, bald-headed, skinny men, and, and they were all bowing down like Muslims. And um, I, I had this earnest, this yearning in me just to, to, to get closer and see more. And I, my heart was breaking, okay, because I was realizing this angel helping me to see this, I was realizing that there's no children and no elderly and stuff, and there's no black people, there's no variety, there's no aesthetics that I could tell of. It's like I couldn't believe it, like what happened? And I drew in closer to see better. This is when I realized I was looking at both men and women, that the women looked like men. And the reason why I thought all of them were men is because the women themselves, they were so skinny that – um they had no no breasts, um, and they were, they were their heads were shaven as well. And that's when I I realized I was seeing um, who was allowed to live, um, as if there was some sort of purging or something. Something um, during this this dream, um, I went into just complete brokenness. Um, I woke from this dream bawling. Balling. It was just so horrible. Okay, so um, I had to, I had to pray and ask the Lord for more information. Um, I wish 
I, I truly, truly, sadly, even though I want to know everything, um, if I just wait, we'll all know everything, you know. We'll know everything. We'll all be with the Lord. So anyway, this um, this second dream here, I must share with you. It gives more details. I shared it on, on the video. I have that on my channel. Um, I was in a crowd. Of, all of a sudden in this dream, I was in a crowd of desperate, dirty, starving people who were all afraid, and, and there was no hope. These people, it's like they were living against their will, like like they just were scared to die or something. I don't know what it was, but they had absolutely nothing to look forward to, no hope, nothing. Um, the air was trashed. It was so dark. It was very dark outside. There was no actual daytime. Um, it was hard to breathe. Just um, even seeing through this air, um, having your eyes opened in this air, it caused pain. It was burning to the eyes. People were wearing masks and stuff. And there were people burning trash in these filthy bins where I was at in this dream just to stay warm, okay? Everyone was like starving animals. Um, there was dead people, okay? Dead bodies everywhere. Um, no, none, nothing was um, – there was no standard of living, no, no decency. There was no one to collect this, these, these, these people and properly see to them the dead, um, seeing the bodies everywhere in this dream is like I automatically knew this was common. I'm being bullied through these crowds. Um, like they were just walking despite me trying to stand still. I was being walked through these crowds of people. And um, a lot of people were blind. Many were blind and, and were going blind. Um, the eyes of people were varying in shades of smoky white, like a smoky white color. Um, there was a black woman, um, believer in the Lord. She was a blind black woman. She had short white hair. And um, she was raising her voice louder than most people even. And there was so much noise, deafening noise, coughing and crying and crazy. Um, but I started to hear her. And she was saying things um, to these military people. Um, they were like like that movie um, – What's his name? Um, um, Sylvester Stallone. It's called Judge Dredd. How they are the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, these particular soldiers, um, they were judge, jury, and executioner. And there was no mercy. And I'm serious. It was. We were hearing people being shot. And it was common to hear that. No one flinched or jumped even. We're so used to hearing in this dream, I'm, I'm like, it's like I'm supernaturally calm or something. I don't understand. But I'm just observing all of this, like, just to see it. And so there's this military people, and they're rounding up people while murdering several people at the same time. She was telling them, talking at them, it doesn't matter what you do. This is what she's saying. It doesn't matter. You're all going to die just like the rest of us. That's how she was talking. And uh, she caught my attention. She says, you are all going to die just like the rest of us. My attention initially was um, on these men, okay, in this dark, dark battle, military-style uniforms. It was black. But the, everything was black outside. If there were color, it was just, everything was so filthy. I, just, I couldn't tell you color, probably. Uh, too good. It looked black and gray and dark. 
um, her courage, um, her audacity to shout her words at them. Despite their cold-hearted and swift cruelty, she was, she was damning them, cursing them, like, like not really, uh, proclaiming fact upon them. She was a believer in the Lord, a Christian woman with courage of a lion, just telling the truth and telling them, talking to them. And she was, she was blind. She was swaying her head um, as she spoke with this attitude. She spoke the truth, and I was soon I was, I was rooting for her. Um, I remember feeling intense joy, and um, I was proud of her um, and her courage just at the same time. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this um, this is what blows my mind, okay? I, it didn't take me long to realize this. You see, everybody was starving and completely desperate and in utter pain and sick in the flesh. I'm talking these black sores, miserable. And the only source of food was to eat other people. There was no animals. There was nothing. And everybody was so sick. It was disgusting. It got so bad. But I saw them running up to these soldiers. They'd drive up in these weird vehicles, um, like iron vehicles, and they were rounding up people. And people were in line um, turning in Christians. That's how I know that we're being hunted, okay? And they would get food rations. They were being, they were being given food. Um, even though people didn't have any kind of way to get food and that they were going to be shot on sight if they even annoyed one of these soldiers, they were so desperate. They all rushed like starving cats, completely like starving children, like so desperate. It's like the thought or comprehension of being shot in the head did not even phase them. That's what blew my mind. They knew they could be shot in the head. They were so desperate they didn't seem to care. That's how desperate they were. This was hopeless. When I say these people were hopeless in this dream, this is what I saw. They were hopeless. I'm so sorry, but this is coming. I really truly pray I'm wrong. I don't wish this on anybody, truly. The Lord shows me in response to my prayer, asking him for more information. And she didn't, this woman, she, she, she herself didn't fear being done to death. She was so brave. She was so done with all the injustice. She was just telling them she wasn't afraid of them killing us. These people that were killing people, they were like these monsters. And she'd had enough. So I see this now, and, okay, this right here. Yeah, people are wearing masks, um, but not everybody, okay? I want to make sure I include that because the atmosphere, the air was so bad. Um, they were either wearing a filthy piece of, piece of cloth or a rag, something, some type of mask or nothing at all. Several had tied pieces of filthy blankets and stuff, really dirty stuff around their necks um, to aid for the breathing, okay? So something happens to our atmosphere, and it's, it's, it's bad. There's no sun, um, like maybe a, like a glow, that's it. Um, there's no hope. There's just no hope. There's no future. Um, you couldn't even actually see the people's faces of how filthy it was. Pain people were in. Now, this, this gets me, too. The sores, it must have been something toxic. I, I started asking the Lord, and um, it seems to me as though it might be from the fallout or something. Or on the Mark of the Beast, it's described that they'll break out with all of these grievous sores. So I don't know. 
but I know it's coming. This, and I don't know if I'm going to be here for that or not. I don't know. I have all the hope. I have the blessed hope of the Lord to be taken out from here. Um, I think we need to be about the business of being for the Lord and absolutely resolute in our decision to serve him, to glorify him and please him for he is worthy, and to absolutely not allow for Satan to have anything to accuse us of. To do our best and we fail and repent, stand, pick up your cross, even if you slip and fall, pick it up again. And fight for the kingdom of the Lord and spread the good news of the gospel and be about his work. Because these things are coming. This is coming. And I'm going to run through this real quick and make sure. Oh, yeah, I did have a dream about, um, I want to make sure to include this because this, I don't think it's come to pass, and it's going to. I was shown two men. One had a black book sack type of bag on his back, okay? Um, this was given to me uh, in 2018. This was a dream. Um, these two men went into this high-rise skyscraper-looking building, okay? And they left. I went in to follow after them, though, to see where they were going and what they were doing. And I had seen... Um, that they left their bags in the building. Inside the bags, I looked, I opened up one. It was these crazy bombs. It was crazy, okay? It looked like bombs to me. I ran out the room in, in, in attempts to not die from the explosion um, that I knew was coming, but it was too late. The light was the last thing I'd seen, and I woke up. I was gasping for air. I was, I was like I'd been running. It was just, it was intense. So I don't know what city this is going to happen in. I know this is going to happen. The Lord doesn't show me this for nothing. And I'm not trying to scare you out of cities and all that, but what I'm saying is this is a marker. When this comes to pass, this is to help you to believe in the Holy Word of God, that Holy Bible, the Holy Scriptures, to believe the precious handmaidens and the men and, and the, the young men and the old men that have these dreams and visions, the handmaidens that have these dreams and visions, these are all to cause you to believe. And for those of you who believe already, to believe even with more power and to be strengthened in your faith and to walk with all boldness, to do all you can, to stand before the Son of Man, to do everything you can, to, to hold on to your faith and be, be wise when you see them. When, like New York, people are going to drop and repent to the Lord because that crazy woman from Louisiana and so many others have said we're going to be nuked. It's, they're going to believe. I know it. That's why Jesus paved the way, opened the door for me to come up on here and for other precious brothers and sisters, believers, to come up on here and share our prophetic dreams and visions from the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Absolutely. Now, let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything. I took down all these notes. Brother Johnny, um, is it okay if I share one more? Yeah, no, absolutely. We have um, even another 35 minutes up to 10 o'clock e Eastern time. Uh, so you have plenty of time. Okay, okay. Um, thank you for that. Um, I was shown um, while Trump was in office. I had a dream. Let me see. I wrote down. I have the proof of this dream. I made a video about it on my channel. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. I wrote it down. Camilla has, yes. February of 2020, I had a very significant dream. <laughs> another, another one. Um, then I made a video in June, and I released it on YouTube, June 29th. 
Now, this dream I was shown like I was watching a TV. This was before my mother died. I was sleeping in her bed. And um, this dream rocked me, blew my mind. I was shown, um, it looks like an Hispanic woman, um, maybe mixed black, Hispanic. I'm trying to describe her. I hate using labels. I'm trying to convey to you what I saw. I have no other choice but to use words, you know, and I have to use labels. I hate that. But um, she looked like she was mixed Hispanic or black mixed with white or maybe American Indian mixed with black. I couldn't tell. I'm trying to describe her in this video on my channel, and I'm not monetized. I'm not, I'm not sending anyone over to my channel for me to make money or anything. This is purely for you to See that I prophesied this, that Jesus Christ is true. He is real. His Holy Spirit is real. The spirit of prophecy is real. I saw this woman standing at a podium addressing the nation. This is while Trump was in office, okay? And um, she was begging the American, the American public for food, supplies, anything that we can give, um, directing people where they can go and drop off their supplies. They had to surrender their things even medical supplies. And um, next to her looked like a dirty military, like just straight people with uh, some old uniforms put together, nothing ironed and proper. I mean, it wasn't even well lit. It didn't look like polished TV, fancy TV like what we see. And she was addressing a nation about, listen closely, dire food shortages. Like there was no food. Complaining to the American public that our soldiers have nothing to eat. They cannot protect you and do their job unless they have food. And implore, imploring almost pitifully the people to surrender what extra they, whatever they can. And then she followed that up with incentive. I'm watching this on TV in this, this amazing prophetic dream here. She starts incentivizing people to rat out other people, dissidents, people who aren't complying, anyone who doesn't, who doesn't comply. Then I start seeing what looked like a news channel um, programming, um, reports of the news, video footage of the military. I don't know if this is the American military or what, or if this was martial law. I believe this was martial law. It looked like martial law in this dream. And I saw footage in this dream of these military, and I'm scared to say this, but they were breaking into people's homes, families, and they were shooting people on sight. Anybody who took a breath and hesitated to obey what they commanded them, people were being shot on sight, families, innocent people for not complying or, or um, fixing their mouth, their lips to say no or, or even uh, question them they were being shot on sight brat brat shot I'm telling you this is what I saw I saw this and I still can't believe it myself and I saw it and I know it's coming and I woke up and I don't watch TV I don't keep abreast of these things a channel I'm subscribed to had uploaded the live feed of Kamala Harris being sworn in. And when I saw her face in that purple outfit she was wearing, I could have vomited because I knew it. That was a woman I saw in my dream. 
before she was sworn in, I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, Trump was in office when I had this dream. And I did the video describing this dream. You can look on my, on my YouTube. If you need, I could do a video where I show you the date I uploaded the video. And I'll prove it to you that way. I had this dream before Biden took office, before Kamala Harris was sworn in. Then I did a follow-up video revealing to all my subscribers that um, Kamala Harris, that she's the one I saw in this dream from the Lord. And that we are going to face some insane, um, dire food shortages. I'm talking most likely martial law and and some some bad situations here. I want to make sure to let you know this in advance, not to terrorize you, terrify you. But when these things come to pass, that you not be in the dark. We are the children of the light. We are to know. And Jesus lets us know what's coming before he does it, before he allows it, or before the enemy does it, he lets us know because it's an act of loving kindness and mercy. And it's going to strengthen our faith when we see these things come to pass. The American people, by and large, were watching this on TV and were so mentally brainwashed, fractured in the mind, that the so-called news media felt comfortable showing this on TV, knowing they wouldn't get backlash, that people would go along with it and hate the poor innocent victims that were being done to death. Like, if you had food, you were an enemy or something. How dare you prepare like a wise virgin? I mean, really? They were in support of this being done to people. So I wanted to make sure to share this. Um, I was also shown... Trump running from the White House, the White House was bombed or something, something horrible. I, I was looking up, and it was being completely consumed in absolute blackness. It was being bombed in this, this prophetic dream I was given. Um, he was running from the White House. Um, I was amongst the people that had to evacuate with him. Um, it was chaotic. It was at night. Um, he was running with these men in, in uniform, um, and they ran to a boat, okay? Um, now, after I had this dream, um, I was like, what? There's no rivers by the White House. What? Hold a minute. Maybe there is. I mean, there has to be. I mean, I saw it, you know, so I went and looked online. And, yes, indeed, it's called the, um, the Potomac River. It's called the Potomac Watershed. Even George Washington, um, he named it. I mean, he, they used this um, to access the sea from the District of Columbia. Um, it's a waterway. And so when I found this online, it was just confirmation about this dream, also being from the Holy Spirit, that geographical facts of that dream of Trump running from the White House blew my mind. So I had that dream when Trump was in office. So I was expecting this to happen when we get bombed at the White House, you know. That didn't happen, except this dream might be in either a literal thing that's going to happen or it can represent, it can be symbolic of how they ran him out the White House. He had to run for his life. They were going after him, trying to get evict, evict him from presidency and, and all this mess. Or, and I'm going to be bold, he regains office and he's president again at some time. And then while he's, in, he's president, the White House is bombed. That's the only thing I could think of that makes sense. That would make this be possible. And I'm being bold in the faith of the Lord, the confidence of Jesus Christ in telling you this, even though I might look crazy. 
in all of the things I've shared with you, all of you, my brothers and sisters, crazy I look. Um, I know I'm a nobody. I know I'm not, you know, an important person, okay? I know. Still, though, I don't want to look like a fool, but I'm going to tell you all of this because I know I'm supposed to as an obedient daughter of the Lord. And I thank you, my brother, truly with all of my heart. And I pray the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you and every precious brother and sister working with you, Brother Johnny Baptist, all that which you're doing, providing this place here for us to have a voice for the glory of Jesus Christ. Because we don't have to worry. We just have to be in Jesus. We snuff out all fear. And we know the word of God tells us to have no fear. Literally says it 365 times. That's once every for every single day of the year. These prophecies, these dreams are for strengthening our faith, for furthering the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in all believers, and for converting those who don't believe to actually believing and. and being born again, being given the Holy Spirit to become living for the first time instead of being walking dead in hopelessness and suffering to believe. That's what the purpose of this is. So I hope that this serves the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ and my Holy Father, our God, the God of Israel. I'm done. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Um Wow, very, very powerful, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so blessed that, and I know others are too, uh, that, that you know, we were able to give you the extra time that you needed to share all the things that you felt led to share because it was so powerful. And um, I just want to say I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord blesses you and fills you with his peace, surrounds you with his holy fire, surrounds you with powerful, mighty angels of war to just, you know, escort you wherever you go, wherever your family goes, and and just, you know, carries you through the days that we have ahead of us as we're all, you know, imminently waiting, as I believe, at least as I believe, uh, and what the Lord, what I believe the Lord showed me uh, is the imminent um, barley harvest or first watch, which is derived from uh, Luke 12. We talked a little bit about that from Luke 12, 35, 36, and 37. Um, and it's just absolutely exciting to be in the days where we can say with, I would submit, very noteworthy confidence that we're awfully close. And, you know, like we talked about together on the phone last night, um, you, you know, I had mentioned how much I dislike in in um I dislike uh in in in, in, in imprecise words like soon you know and imminent yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, thanks very much for telling us that it's soon and then you're sitting there 3 years later going, uh, is it still soon? You know. But um but anyway, um you know, we see all these we we're seeing things today that can be nothing less than clear precursors of you know it, it, you know if if there is you know if what the lord showed me is accurate which i feel powerfully be, that it is because of so many confirmations over well over a decade in length that you know 
there would be a certain number of things that would be would have to happen around the world that would kind of grease the rails, if you will, kind of prepare the people for the events to occur in such a fashion that it would have the impact necessary to cause those various visitations with Jesus and uh, dreams and visions over the last 30 plus, even more, going back to 1819. But anyway, the point is, that, you know, like we have alien-human hybrids telepathically controlling congressional members and we're catching it on live film. I mean, please. Yeah. Um, we've, like right here, while you're on the air, I'll play this. This is a lady sitting outside in front of a large shelf cloud. The cloud is very creepy, very um, apocalyptic, and she's wondering what the sound is. I know what this sound is. Here, I'll play this real quick. It was something I had queued up for the rest of the show anyways. Here she is. Take a look at this video that was captured down in Mexico. The local news station claimed they were atmospheric sounds as a way of explanation. But the interesting part about this video are the dogs, the animals, their response to what they're hearing and potentially the vibrations. Take a look and tell me what you think. Like, post, comment, repost. Let me know. I know exactly what that is. That's a mothership. That is a very, very, very large mothership above the clouds generating uh, you know, the sky trumpet sounds. I've been tracking those now for well over a decade. Um, I have testimonies yes. of people that have heard directly, and they have said in their testimonies, they said, clear as a bell, they said, people have said they sound like the trumpet sounds in War of the Worlds, and they do. They sound just like the trumpet sounds in the War of the Worlds when those creatures are mechanically walking around and killing people with the laser beams. So, that's what that is. That's a mothership above the clouds making the trumpet sounds and manipulating the weather. And that happens, by the way, a lot more than people realize. And and, and so that's just one example. Um, then you've got the – I mean, my goodness, we've got alien-human hybrids on film, remote controlling, literally telepathically controlling the, the words coming out of the mouth of congressional you know, members of Congress. It's – you know, people are looking at it. I'm looking at their – I'm watching the uh, Twitter feeds as – they're posting these videos and they're I'm looking at people chattering amongst one another and they're going what do you suppose is happening there who why is that person acting like that why are their lips moving the same as the lips of the congressperson what is this you know what is this is it too strange is it too weird and they're all flipping out and I'm like I had Dr. David Jacobs on the radio show over 8 years ago and Dr. David Jacobs is the author of the book entitled The Threat and he studied uh women who had been impregnated by alien beings they're fallen angelic beings um uh you know and and they're not actually demons but they are they're demonic Okay, and they do have the ability to move interdimensionally. That is true, um, but they're not ethereal 
demons because they don't take on bodies. You can't kill them. Okay, just like with the giants in the Book of Giants and, and such in the Book of Enoch. When you killed the giants, they were, as it says in the Book of Jude, they're twice dead. Strange flesh. The words twice dead, what that means is, as with the giants, when they were killed... Their soul energy would move immediately into the spiritual realm and become an ethereal demon. So in, all, in the five, six, seven years that I studied demonology, Satan, Satan, uh, you know, satanic witchcraft practices, um, you know, the works of Bill Schnobelin, for example, I have uh, over a nine, uh, nine uh, DVD set of Bill Schnobelin's work. You know, they, they had conjured up a demon, a very, very powerful demon. Uh, he, uh, he and about half a dozen other people, they drew a pentagram. They took time off of work. They drew a pentagram on the floor of his garage, and they all sat inside the pentagram. Of course, it has a circle goes around it, and then they all lit candles, and then they had a very specific series of incantations from a particular grimoire that they had to uh, recite from, and they had to recite it consistently in unison for something like 24 contiguous hours. It took them a very, very, very long time. The demon did appear in the garage eventually, but what's really creepy is when the demon did appear... It, the sound of a telephone rang, okay, just like, uh, you know, just like this, a sound of a telephone, like this. Yes. And one of, the, one of the people that were inside the circle actually reached outside of the circle to get the phone, and the demon reached over, grabbed their hands, and the demon pulled the person, the human, into the demonic realm and killed them. And so what ended up happening is they spent the rest of the day trying to explain to the police where this person disappeared to. Okay. So, but anyway, um, but uh, so we had Doc David Jacobs on the call, uh, on the phone, which was just an incredible blessing. And he explained to the listeners of the program about what these entities, after years and years and years of studying them, what they were capable of doing. And, you know, I've got the book, The Threat literally right beside me. I just bought it. I wanted to read it. But anyway, right here, if I call it up on the radio show, um, David Jacobs. All right. And let me zoom in with my aging squinty eyes. All right. So check it out. So here is a two minute and 40, 14 second clip of Dr. David Jacobs. Now I recorded this off of another show, not off of my show, but that's okay because he says exactly what I wanted people to hear at the time. So here's the here he is guest, talking Dr. about David that. Jacobs. We'll be going to the phone lines to get to a couple of your questions uh, in a moment. First though, I want to uh, ask one more, David, myself. Uh, I remember the first time I interviewed you it was back in 1993 and it was right after Carl Sagan had written this article about abductions for Parade Magazine in which he said, oh, this is a bunch of nonsense. It's all just a psychological um, exercise. And, and you tore into him pretty good because he was ignoring uh, a lot of physical evidence. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that Carl Sagan would really tear into you after it, it, hearing this suggestion that there are hybrids among us. And I, 
I wonder if you have, and I recognize there are limits on what you can say, This is none of this is definitive, but if you have an idea why they're doing this, is it to help them, us, neither? Well, um, we don't know why. Why this is happening in the first place is the, is the ultimate question, if indeed this is happening, obviously. But we don't know why. Abductees don't know why. And from what I can tell, hybrids don't know why either. And the gray aliens who are sort of instituting the program simply do not say. So we do not know why. It's extremely frustrating. Uh, and however, one can extrapolate that they're doing this because it benefits them, obviously, in some way. Uh, if it benefited us, we'd know all about it, and they would have helped us a long time ago and wouldn't have any cancer and stop wars and all the rest of that. But that doesn't seem to be the agenda. Uh, I'm not sure what the agenda is, but the problem is this. All aliens have the ability to communicate telepathically with themselves and with abductees. Hybrids can do that as well. They can communicate telepathically with themselves and with abductees. But it's not just telepathic communication that's the critical event here. It is that they can control or manipulate people, uh, how can I say this without sounding crazier than it is, with their minds through neural manipulation in some way. We do not know the physiology of this. Coast, our guest, Dr. David Jacobs, will be going to... Okay, so, so right there you have him explaining after spending his essentially his entire life, because he's in his 80s right now, his entire life studying alien abductions and why there's one phenomenon that he focused on, and that was the impregnation of women who were taken onto the craft. Um, By the way, these are mechanical craft. They do break down. They do crash on the earth. And the United States black ops have... Uh, military teams all over the world on every continent and what they do is they fly in set up a perimeter and to prevent anybody from getting near it and then they bring in Chinooks they're the double helic they're the helicopters that have the double chopper blades on them they're very powerful they put a tarp over the spaceship and then they use a hoist or a harness that they wrap around the spaceship And then they take the spaceship and its occupants to a designated uh, airfield. And they switch the airfields on occasion. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is a practice that they've been doing now, going back as far as you can imagine. Um, And they have many different species over. In fact, they've cataloged over, uh, I believe, 100 different species of these beings. The um, but anyway, the grays. What they Jacobs had studied about them was the phenomenon about them impregnating women. So they would abduct women and put them into basically a state of a trance where they were in a trance. They were not able to function. There was very little that they could perceive outside of the trance that they were in. And then, as we've heard about abductions many many times. There was procedures performed on the women. We also know that the men who testified about being abducted had procedures performed on them. Invariably, the men and the women both testified 
and we're not talking about five or six people. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people across the entire world saying exactly the same thing from every single continent. And they all testify that their reproductive organs were probed. We'll just leave it at that. What they discovered, many of the women didn't realize they were pregnant at the time that they had become pregnant. Um, Some of them did. And then there was a second abduction, and these beings would remove the baby from the woman. And then the woman would go back to life as usual. Of course, they would have terror dreams. They would forget things, which is interesting because a lot of these things that happen to people that are abducted by these beings, or in some cases, they're just people are just taken on spaceships. They're, they're taken on an inter, interdimensional journey through time, and they can go back in time and see their parents working when their parents were only 30 years old. Uh, there was one man who was taken on board a an impressively large spaceship. His name was Charles, and he was horrified, absolutely horrified. And behind him, he saw two very large, very tall mantis-like creatures. These are what are often referred to as tall greys, but they're really unrelated. Um, they're not related at all. Uh, but these tall mantis-like creatures were were manipulating the controls of the spaceship, and they they took the ship, went back in time, and he, this man Charles, was shown the ship was able to go back in time to when his father was a young man working in an accounting firm. And through their viewer on the ship, they were able to see through the walls of the skyscraper that his father was working in, you know, when he was in his 30s. So Charles is seeing all this, and he's freaking out. I mean, he's absolutely scared to death for his life. He sees these two creatures. He doesn't know what they are. I mean, he's, he's losing it. And he turns to them and had the presence of mind to say to them, believe it or not, he said to them, do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. And these two beings looked at each other with a look of absolute horror on their face. Horror. And they said, in horror, they said back to Charles, we believe in a higher power, and we are not allowed to talk about such things. That's because their boss was named Lucifer. So when you read in the Bible metaphorically about Lucifer jumping from fiery fiery stone to fiery stone, that is talking about Lucifer moving through outer space from one star system to another. The wars in the heavens are literal. They're real. They really did happen. The Van Allen belt in this solar system was created by a planet that was destroyed in wars from spaceships. It really is that 
creepy and unbelievable, but it, it's so deep and so involved and has everything in the world to do with the fall of Lucifer, the dragon, and him taking down one-third of the fallen angels, okay, you know, ultimately they fell with him, um, you know, and, and, it's, and it's made up, these entities are made up of many different species. By the way, you see this in the book of Job where it says, where our Heavenly Father says, can you loose the belt of Orion? Can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Who would imagine that there are sons of God located on Arcturus, which is light years, hundreds of thousands of light years away from planet Earth? And it's right there in the Holy Bible if we would just receive it. So it's really fascinating. So for me, after having Dr. David Jacobs flipping out, I mean, it's, you know, he's a very calm, coal-minded guy, of course, because he's, you know, Mr., you know, got the, all these degrees from, you know, um, uh, Temple and all that. But, you know, when he was saying, very doctorish-like, that the thing that troubled him the most was the fact that they not only could telepathically communicate, but they could telepathically control the people that they wanted to control. And I now have not one, but two videos, live videos, of alien-human hybrids in Congress manipulating the speech of the congresswoman and the congressman that they were assigned to. Now, the congresspeople just think that they're aides. They don't know they're alien-human hybrids. They don't know that they're being controlled. I also have another video of Mitch McConnell where he's in the middle of a sentence, standing at a podium. He's completing his sentence. And as he's coming to the end of his one sentence, he freezes. He doesn't move. His lips stop moving. His eyes are still open, and he literally freezes solid. However, the people who were filming it very cleverly zoomed in on a lady in a green dress who reached out and gently touched McConnell's hand from behind. That's witchcraft. So they actually shut McConnell up. They've got witchcraft, advanced witchcraft, satanic practices going on in Congress, alien-human hybrids, controlling the words of of what's coming out of these people's mouths. we got the Antichrist controlling Biden right now, for crying out loud, who we know is destroying the entire world. We know that Obama is the Antichrist. We know that he is married to a transsexual entity. Okay, and guess what he's doing? He's pushing transsexuality down across the entire West. As a matter of fact, they just threatened the country of Uganda in Africa that if they didn't change their policies on LGBT, LMNOP people, that they would no longer give Uganda any more funding. This is We are in a situation right now that is utterly mind-bending, okay? And, and, it, and it's just – it's absolutely amazing. Listen, for example, let, I know we're running out of time, but let me – oh, gosh, there's so much stuff here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, like, listen to this. This is amazing. This is just – it's mind-fryingly blowing 
unbelievable stuff. Listen to this. Right. Infowars now has the uh, highest quality. We got to get past the commercial. Hold most on. powerful CBD Four, three, oil on the two, market. One. Boom. Skip. Here, listen. In 1996, the U.N. said they would use food as a weapon. And now they've told us they're going to ban humans eating meat. But how are they going to do it? We've now discovered that many modern vaccines and the Moderna and Pfizer shots have a bovine protein in them that then creates an autoimmune response in those that take the shot so that many of them can no longer eat beef. Ladies and gentlemen, it's in the literature. It's in the documents. The plan to poison the food supply isn't coming. It's here by poisoning us to where we're allergic to beef. And that's just the start. This is the total weaponization of the food supply. This is how the globalists are making their move. Now, now you might say to yourself, why would these fallen seraphim, reptilian beings that have the ability to manipulate the quantum physics existence of the hologram that we're trapped in. Okay, for example, um, you know, Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. Now, and anybody, anybody who understands quantum mechanics or quantum physics or particle physics understands that a quark or a boson or any of these subatomic particles are so small that they can float through a granite rock and you cannot see the rock at all. The rock does not exist because the subatomic particle is so teeny that it can move in between the atoms of the granite and the people that have shrunk down to that size can no longer see anything. They don't even know that there is a rock there. So we are essentially inside of a hologram. It's a particle field that is held together by the Spirit of God, which is why they... With the with the CERN accelerator, they 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 looking for the God particle. They called it the God particle, the Higgs boson. And the reason they called it the God particle is because they did not understand, and still to this day do not understand, how mass is held together. So when you hold a rock in your hand, scientists and physicists do not understand how that rock stays together, nor a piece of cheese, nor anything. They don't understand how mass maintains its shape. That's why they call it the God particle. That's what they were hunting for. Okay, now all that being said, this is fascinating because the reptilians eat humans. But yeah. they also know that we, God power that our pineal gland, which is the uh, part of our human body that has the ability through chemical and enzymatic stuff that happens, it's way, it's, it's way above my head, it's out of my wheelhouse, but the pineal gland is the human body's portal to the spiritual realm. So people who speak in tongues, they have a highly active pineal gland. Okay, anytime that we're communicating with the Holy Spirit or hearing the Word of God or hearing the, the voice of the Lord, it is, it, is, it is going ultimately through our pineal gland. Okay, naturally the New Agers commandeer it, they take control of it, and they say that's our third eye. Okay, which is a bunch of bunk. Okay, Satan doesn't have any original ideas. That's a fact, and he steals them all, and he twists them into his own contorted thing. All right, now, but here's something fascinating. It's in, all this is in the Bible. 
You go to Romans 14, verse 1, and it says, Paul's admonishing people, and he's saying, Receive one who is weak in the faith. Receive one who is weak in the faith. But do not dis, uh, do not um, dis, have disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, and he who is weak eats only vegetables. It is absolutely beyond astonishing to realize that our own Holy Bible points out that those human beings, those believers, who eat only vegetables will be weakened. And if they are weakened, they are going to have lesser of an ability to use their spiritual powers in the name of Jesus Christ. And these entities know that. They don't want us eating meat because that will empower us and our pineal gland and our ability to hear God and our ability to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So they want the first thing they're going after is to attack our meat supplies and to prevent us from eating meat. And it's right here in in Romans 14 verse 1. It's right there. It says, those who are weak eat only vegetables. Well, it's talking about in a godly sense, so it would be weak in a godly sense. Okay, that's what this is all about. So anyway, I I just find it mind-shattering, if I might use those words and borrow them from Jonathan Clegg. Um, It mind-shattering how many of these things are happening right now in front of our very eyes. I mean, it's just, they're putting graphene oxide inside our water supplies. Inside the water supplies. So you go to a water filtration station, a water treatment station, and instead of just adding fluoride and a little bit of chlorine for cleaning purposes and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other, now these reptilian tears have convinced commanded, persuaded, I don't know what the right word is, but they have now, they have the water officials putting graphene oxide nanoparticles inside our water supplies. Uh, here's, here's the testimony of a water treatment official talking about that here. I mean, why take my word for it? So I've only got three minutes, so I'm just going to be quick on this one. Companies just won a contract to put graphene oxide into our water, which is extremely cancerous because it's all new technology. So let's get into this. So these are the effects of graphene oxide on your body. Please pause it and have a read. Please pause and have a read. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like trying to show you what it says, and it's true because I actually have printed it out. It says graphene technology slashes energy costs and reduces fouling of uh, uh, fouling uh, for water wow. treatment. But the stuff that he's showing is that it causes uh, thrombogenic- thrombogenicity and immune cell activation. So basically it shuts down the immune system of the human being. But that's not the only thing. Graphene oxide uh, nanoparticles act as an antenna it acts as like you know it, it acts as an antenna so the reason why they're rushing to put 5g 
powers out so fast. Does anybody need a faster internet connection to their phone? Will somebody please raise their hand? Can we hear a praise offering to Jesus of all the people out there that need faster internet to your cell phone? Let's hear a praise offering for Jesus. How many of y'all? Nah, you guys just wanted to praise Jesus. None of you need faster internet. So anyway, the point is... 5G, what's the difference between 5G and 2G or whatever? The difference is the towers have the ability to communicate with more endpoints. And you might say, well, okay, help me out with this. Well, sure. If the towers only need to communicate with the cellular phone, then there's only so many people out there at any one time using their cellular phone for the Internet. That's a very limited number of endpoints. There's only so many cellular phones that are accessing the Internet at any given moment. However, if the communication endpoint is the human body, Yes. Now you need 5G because those 5G antennas need to be able to communicate with all of the human beings. Voice to skull technology. Well, very similar. It's actually, in this case, it's voice to nervous system communication because the 5G nanoparticles are intertwined throughout the biology of the human, and they communicate directly with the nervous system. Um, There's a man by the name of Dr. Lear, and now he's passed away, but when he was alive, his specialization in dealing with the alien problem was he was the man that everybody went to and paid to remove the alien implants from their bodies. That was his specialty, Dr. Lear. And he, he filmed the procedures, and I've watched the videos. Many have. I don't know if they're still out there or not. This is some old work of mine way back, you know, 2007, that kind of stuff. But anyway, when he removed the alien implant, he would grab it with the tweezers, the surgical tweezers, and he would pull it very, very slowly out of the person's arm or whatever, right? He put a little incision and he would slowly pull it out. And when he zoomed in, there was something interesting wrapped all around and connected to the alien implant, the human nerves. Human nerves wrapped themselves around the implant and connected themselves to the implant so the alien beings were able to communicate with the chip and the chip was able to communicate into the nervous system of the human. Well, now they're putting this graphene nanoparticle, uh, you know, graphene oxide nanoparticle stuff in all of our meat, all of our water supplies, and they're even doing it in chemtrails so that we have to get it through the air we breathe. That's how bad it is right now. (laughs) Okay? You know what I mean? When you think about it, that is some serious stuff, you know? 
so deep. This is crazy. So, man, no, I don't know ahead. if it's to excite our nervous system so that we can be communicated to, or if it's to shut us down yeah. so where we can't, you know, fear God. Or oh, did, oh, you didn't hear that? Oh, okay. Here, I'll I'll share that with you. I have that as well. So the way it works is you go over here. Hold on a second. End of the keeper section. I got to scroll up because I got so many of these right now. There's David Jacobs. There's the witch lady that put uh, what Okano on a trance. Hold on, I'm scrolling up. Let me find this. Almost there. Hold on. Boy, I've saved a lot of stuff. This is some creepy stuff. Wait a minute. It's not that guy. Hold on, I'm almost there. There's Obama. I don't even like to see his face. Makes me think... (laughs) I have to repent after I see some of these people's faces because I think some pretty bad stuff. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you want a global reset? Just give me a couple of bombs and I know right where to drop them and you'll have your global reset. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. oh well. So anyway, I'm almost there. Where is this guy's testimony? I'm almost there. Ooh, there's the alien that was at the um, at the Trump um the one Trump indictment, actual alien being was there. Oh, okay, here we go. Okay, cool, here we go. Let me see if this lady nails it for us. Before she starts talking, though, there she is, hold on. Before she starts talking, I'll summarize it for you real quick. DARPA, which is known as the Defense Research, sorry, DARPA, which is known as the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They are one creepy agency. Okay, if anybody is messing around with aliens and underground bases and all that kind of freaky stuff, DARPA is there. Believe me. So it turns out that DARPA, through their advanced research, which, by the way, most people don't know this, but it's true, DARPA works directly with fallen angelic species. And they trade human beings for technology. I believe it. Absolutely. They do. They do. And then the alien beings bore out their eyeballs and their eye sockets and do all kinds of horrible things. So anyway, um, you know, we think that cow mutilation mutilations are the only thing that happens. That is not true. There are tens of thousands of human body mutilations that occur as well. But anyway... Turns out that due to alien technological exchange, we'll give you these humans if you, we'll give you these humans and these babies if you give us some new technology. Well, one of the technologies that they gave them was the ability to communicate over the airwaves to any human on the face of the earth. And through communicating through their nervous system and to their DNA, they can literally switch them off and kill them where they stand. So a person can be located in Mauritius, hanging out in a, you know, a tribe of local 
you know, natives going ooga chaga, ooga, ooga, ooga chaga, and they can flip a switch at the Pentagon and bam, that person drops over dead because it goes through the 5G, goes right in, communicates with the graphene oxide antenna that's inside their body. The graphene oxide antenna sends the signal into their DNA and bam, they're dead. Okay, and that's what this lady's going to explain here. I'll just go ahead and double-click on this real quick. Hold on. There she is. Here, go. You know what is in the job and what's going on with the 5G? You know the question that Pascal said, ask Astrid, because it's very important. Uh, I've been into one of the first ones to really read and uh, and said there is oxide graphene. Some scientists in in Spain, Professor Compra, found, you know, massive oxide graphene in nanoparticles in the job in yeah, June 2021. And then he made another report final in November 2021. And then others made, uh, like Professor Arne Burkhardt, made uh, very scientific, really uh, in, in the lab of like a medical um, analysis of the job. And he did in front of lawyers, he said, this is a crime against humanity. And he, 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 anybody jabbing this thing is, is Pfizer, it was Pfizer, uh, is, is a criminal. And he found, he confirmed oxide graphene, he confirmed uh, a parasite, he confirmed metal, chrome, nickel, that should never be there, all massively nanoparticle. And then he also confirmed there is a RFID type of thing, thing in, in there. So he, he did a very interesting move. He, he took lawyers to say and to affirm. Now, there are others, and it's very interesting, you know, how we go in a creamy uh, scene. Uh, we, we have one more element, one more, some contradictory, some not. A lot of people are talking of mRNA, mRNA, spike, mRNA. But they never really, the nature of this mRNA. And uh, two scientists started to do the whistleblowing, um, uh, Dr. Nagazi in Canada and Dr. Monteverde. And for me, that was a key to this crimicine. And they said that to, for something to be biological, you need phosphor and nitrogen. And they found nothing like that in all the vials they saw, and it was confirmed again after. So it's not biological. What is in this little vial is not biological. So what is it? It is synthetic, nanotech, yes. and, and, and beyond. Maybe other things we don't know. Um, you see, I, I leave it open because we are in such a crazy situation of evil that we have to uh, be open so that we can stop and, and, and treat people. So, so that now in the scientific community where I speak a lot, you know, in, in conference, I show the graphic of first question, is it biological or not? It's not. It's synthetic. It corresponds with what David Martin said. Uh, I should never have accepted those patents. They're all synthetic, not biological. Then you, you start explaining, but if you explain mRNA, you have to define if it is synthetic or not. You have to say, is it a nanorobot you call mRNA? Or do you call mRNA the consequence of a causality, and the causality is something synthetic and like a robot, which I think that is. The mRNA spike is only an effect or um, an element of this nanocircuit and nanotech, because it's not possible that spike protein is everywhere in the body after an injection. So it is the transporter oxide graphene, who is like a, a flying carpet. I've made a report on that flying carpet. And it's, um, you can put a genome, you can put a parasite, you can put a bacteria, and you can code it, and it mimics 
the code of, of molecule because we have the codes of molecules with uh, Dr. Ben Vevist in, in um, France. And Professor Montagnier tried to steal all his uh, findings and then he got killed. You know, so we know that biocoding exists in 50 years, but it's become very sophisticated now. And they can send this biocode to the oxide graphene, it's a terahertz. It can stock, I, you probably know that. It, it, it can load the data up to terahertz and it can send it. And so, it is like a computer. Bill Gates is perfectly suited, you know, with his engineers to develop this with DARPA. Uh, so, so we know this, that this can take control of the mind and of the body. And I invite everybody who has not seen this fantastic video, Char Charles Morgan of DARPA, and he's teaching on YouTube, the military, how you, oxide graphene can take command of someone on the other side of Earth through Wi-Fi. And it's called Psycho Neurobiology and War. I don't, you've seen it? Anyway, um, wow. and I have, I actually have, here it is. Today we have Dr. Charles Morgan. I'm not going to go ahead and play it, but anyway, the next segment on that is Dr. Um, uh, Charles Morgan, who's with DARPA, and he basically explains the CRISPR gene editing technology and how they've been able to communicate over, you know, Wi-Fi, essentially 5G, to people's bodies, and they can flip them on and off. They can remote control them. They can make them do things that, you know. So a lot of these shootings and things that are happening out there, those are mind control slaves. Um, some of no them are controlled doubt. through St. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I guess if, the, if there was a moral of the story for tonight's program, other than the awesome testimony that you brought to um, the listeners, is that when you kind of like put it all together, it maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, because I will admit that I don't want to be here anymore. And I know that majority of the listeners of the show don't want to be here anymore. And I know that the book of uh, James is very clear and says the, those who are friends with the earth are at enmity with God. And the only reason we should want to be here is to serve Jesus. So if that's fine. But on the flip side of that, it's getting pretty ugly out. You know what I mean? And it's like we, you know, I feel like the martyrs underneath the, 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 the throne of God in the throne room crying out and saying, when, when, Father, will you avenge our blood? You know, it's like, I want to go home, you know. Yeah. So, but it's exciting because you take all the things that the Lord had shown you, all the stuff that's happening right now that's empirical, you know, people could make the argument, hey, those were not really alien-human hybrids controlling the people in Congress. That really wasn't a witch that put a, you know, a, did whatever the witch did to McConnell. And I'm like, that's fine. You can believe whatever you want. If you want to believe the earth is triangular shaped and it's pink, purple, polka dotted, go for it. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about irrelevant things. At the end of the day, what we have, the body of information, the information that you brought here tonight, 
the information that is surrounding us as a reality, a surreal reality that we are all walking and existing in right now, that is very hard for people to believe. And if you don't understand shape-shifting reptilians, Draco reptilians, these entities and how they are in all parts of every government of 195 countries worldwide, then you are at a great disadvantage. You will never be able to piece it together. You will never understand that both the Senate and the House of the United States government and the Department of Justice are completely compromised with entities, with entities. They are not human. They are tares. And that is a serious problem because it doesn't matter how nice and smart, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Getz are <laughs> and all the awesome ideas yeah. they have about impeaching Dr. Fauci and impeaching Biden and impeaching Merrick Garland and all this other stuff. You know, what is that old saying? Yeah. The pathway to hell is paved with good intentions, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's you know, kind of where we are right now. Yeah. You know, Brother Johnny, um, regarding the whole graphene oxide thing, I do remember researching it. Um, and if I'm remembering accurately, it is a derivative from iron oxide. And that's if I'm remembering it accurately. This was three years ago I did the research. But it reminds me oddly about the scriptures talking about how they will, they will mix with iron and clay. Is, do you think this is the, the prophecy of being fulfilled? That's an awesome perspective on that uh, brief segment from the book of Daniel on that dream. I, I think that you might have stumbled on something here because when you say the iron mixed with clay, I can't – I'm like – obviously we have something in common, and that is that you're taking the scripture very literally, and I do too. I take everything literally. You really got to push my buttons to – for example, I know that the two witnesses are metaphorical. Why? Because there's no way that two bearded Hebrews are going to stand for three and a half years on a corner of a street in Tel Aviv shooting fire out of their mouth while an Abrams A1 tank is bombing them. I mean it is absolutely the most ridiculous thing to consider to be literal. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So we know that the two witnesses are actually metaphors for the the lampstand and the olive tree, which is the, te- the people that have the testimony of our Heavenly Father and the people that have the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, which by the way, is mentioned several times later on in Revelation. Uh, so, so, but you got to really push me into a corner before I'll accept the metaphor. But I think that's brilliant on your part because you may have hit the jackpot there. Well, if you're not going to Las Vegas anytime soon, if you don't mind, I might want to play that one on a roulette wheel somewhere. <laughs> I'm just joking, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, that's a pretty good, I like that. That's awesome. I'm going to have to do some digging on the graphene and see if it is some sort of a molecular cousin of iron. Because if that's the case, I think you nailed it. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, Um, because everything the word says, literally every single word, every jot and tittle is going to come to pass. And I'm just trying to put the pieces together. And you know so much. And I'm hooked on your show. I'm hooked, you know. This is wonderful. This whole conversation, everything come together. And 
just going over these things and reassuring each other, listen, we're not crazy, we're just watching, we're awake, you know, we're, we're seeing the word of God come to pass, and we're not going to be falling asleep and just getting into the cares of the world and being caught off guard. We're warned and admonished by the Lord to absolutely stay woke, you know, awake. Yeah, nowadays you have to use the word awake because if you use the word woke, yeah. I know I have I still got that little rubber uh, that little rubber bracelet that says unwoke yourself, but um, yeah we sure live in live in a creepy weird world and um, I just hope it's I just really hope that all the UFO disclosure, all the things that we're seeing, which are all precursor events to bring us to that place that we know we have you know we know that we need world war 3 we know that we need alien invasion alien invasions we know we need those things to get ourselves to the place where we can go home and i think that makes this all the more exciting whether it be this later this year i doubt it could it be sometime next year Maybe. A lot of people are predicting we're not going to make it to the election. A lot of very authoritative, smart people like General Flynn, Colonel Douglas McGregor, both of them are saying we don't, they don't think that we're going to have an election in 2024. Alex Jones came right out and said that he believes that they're going to bomb Donald Trump's uh, airplane and, and take his whole entourage out, which is going to cause the Civil War, which Dimitri Dudeman prophesied, which, by the way, is uh, his exact words. I looked them up tonight. Let me see if I can find them real quick and share them with the listeners because we talk about this an awful lot. But his exact words, Dimitri Dudeman's exact words, if I can find them. Uh, holy moly. Yeah, there we go. Um, i got to really focus my eyes here. It says, oh, come on, Johnny. Oh, rats. I hold on a second. Let me just scroll here and see if I can find him real quick. Almost there. Almost there. It is. Dimitru actually said these words specifically. He said, "When the Americans will think that it is peace and safety, from the middle of the country, some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems." <laughs> Talk about. An understatement. <laughs> if they take out <laughs> Donald Trump, man, ninety-eight percent of this country, many of whom are people we talked about this last night that think they're Christians, are going to be out there with you know an arsenal of weapons shooting people. There are already no, people that no. are professing Christianity and telling people publicly that they're going to do it. You can't do that. The rest of us get clumped into the same group. Then they're after all of us. You know, brother, I believe that we're going to see Trump hit the office. I mean, you see a lot of authoritative people, you know, are saying that he's not going to make it to the election. We might. I believe, from what I've seen in the dreams here, that Trump is going to make it to office. And um, about almost three months ago, I had a dream where Trump was launching missiles. Like, he gave the order, and these missiles I saw, it was nighttime. They, they flew up into the sky, then they crashed into the ocean. And they shot shot into the ocean. These I don't even know if we have that technology. I don't even know what that is. But I saw them. He was he gave the order, and he, these things were aiming for something in the ocean, and he ordered this. 
And so you're just mentioning how we're going to be having loads of problems, different countries, wars, and just like Jesus says, wars and wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of calamity. Peace of the earth will be taken away. We're heading into some, some, some stuff, you know. It's going to be interesting. But I think he's going to take presidency. Well, I'm going to – and I don't have – I, I don't contest that in any sense of the word. I'm just basically regurgitating what – um, you know, my General Flynn and Colonel McGregor said, um, and I don't really have an opinion about it. I I know this. I know that there are trillions of dollars of satanic, what would you call it, power, that have every intention of eliminating him. So whether he makes it into yeah. the office for a while or not, at the end of the day, the sequence of events. And besides, the Simpsons are never wrong. I mean, that is the most prophetic cartoon ever made, ever. And then I find out <laughs> that that guy, I find out that that guy, Matt Gronig, who created the Simpsons, is actually a member of the Illuminati. Of course. So when, of course. So when they put Trump in the casket, I'm like, man, case closed, jury dismissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but it's kind of almost like sadly accurate. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to say again a word of thanks. Thank you for taking. I'm glad that you stayed longer, that you shared more stuff with everybody, and and were able to just really kind of you know, allow the Holy Spirit to move on you to get the whole big picture out to the listening audience. Because, you know, I could sit here and hash my way through the news like I usually do, and I will repeat some of these on the, on a future program, but none of these reports are that critical, and it was so important that folks heard what the Lord shared with you. So I just, again, wanted to say thank you so much, Jolene, for taking the time to talk to me last night and also to share all this stuff with everybody so that we have and are able to embrace a much larger series of events. Maybe not know precisely when everything's going to happen and everything, but 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 have a pretty good idea and know how they might ultimately affect us if we are unfortunately still here at the time. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us tonight. God bless you. Thank you, my brother. This is a prayer answered by the Lord. You and Sister Nancy, thank you so much for giving me a chance to do what what Jesus wanted me to do for the start is just to get this information out, to share with our believers, our fellow brothers and sisters. And you've given me this opportunity Thank you so much, very much. It was awesome. It was it's my pleasure blessing. to join you. Powerful blessing for everybody. And um, stay in touch. You know, I told you if you want to um, you know, check, check in on uh, Google Chat or whatever, you feel led, go ahead and you know reach out to me and we can share notes. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, thank you so much, Jolene. God bless you. And everybody, uh, we did run about 30 minutes into OT. It's kind of cool that Blog Talk didn't cut us off this time. (laughs) So anyway, we'll see you, Lord willing, at the uh, Friday night prayer vigil at 7 p.m. Everybody, especially those of you who are working day jobs in this dark time, hang in there. Just hang in there because we are getting close. I know that's ambiguous, so forgive me. I'm breaking my own 
preciseness role, but hang in there. We are getting very close. We'll be leaving soon. God bless you all. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jolene. See you Friday night.
I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.